welcome to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. We're back, man. Episode 264. Yes, sir. And it is also the podcast anniversary. Yes, it's sir. It's podversary. Five years. Dang. This this episode Some of marks, y'all kids ain't even five. Yeah. This podcast marks five years. In 2018, around this time, we I decided to just fucking... We, we started with one microphone. Keith brought it over the house. Yeah. We, we just start recording and talking. And from that day, we have not missed one week of episodes from that day all the way up to now. Mm-hmm. So that that's a hell of a journey. I think that when you do shit like this. That's crazy. And you have the not only the foresight to be successful in it, but um, when you have intention and, and you're tenacious towards this thing every week, um, it just it's almost like breathing at this point. I can't even imagine myself without podcasting. So Mm -hmm. we appreciate everybody who has made it up to this journey. If you binge listen to all the other episodes, then God bless you, man. That's a lot of fucking content. We what 20, 20 plus thousand hours of content. What do they say? What's the, what is the rule? 10,000, 10,000 hours to master. We've done that shit two times over. Yeah. Over 20 plus thousand, not just 20,000, 20 plus, probably around 30. Um, like a master master. Yeah. So uh, right now, we'd be a black belt in podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even to the people that don't listen to the whole episodes, but be catching, uh, some people be doubling back to the uh, the IG. Yeah. The IG uh, little clips we be posting. So, you know, shout out to y'all too. for 100%. Yeah. Any and any way you consume the content is, is amazing to me. We don't have an expectation for how you will consume the content or not. We have to also understand, or people as podcasters, you have to understand there's so much other content in the world. Everybody has their thing. If you're not their thing, then don't be mad about that. They'll eventually come around to it. They'll listen and say, hey, these guys are fucking funny, or they're very informative. Let me check them out. And boom, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you got a new listener, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that's the thing. And it, it happens little by little, right? And we're we're two guys that are normal guys. We're not these um celebrities that start podcasts. I'm not Bradley Martin, right? I'm not all these other guys that just start a podcast after having massive success, mm-hmm. right? I would love to see a guy like Bradley Martin start a podcast without any of his previous fame. That's because it's a real grind. Podcasting is a yeah. real grind. It's only, it's only, I think it's only, I don't know anybody really that's popping, popping that wasn't like, have, that is not like a bounce back right. podcaster. Mm-hmm. Like a, I'm gonna say, not failed at anything necessarily, but a person that was a comedian uh, simultaneously, or a person that was a, a singer previously, or a rapper previously, like you know, and not, nothing against that, but I'm just right. saying like that's a, it's a different journey than what we're doing. I'll say this, and I can say this with complete conviction: any of the podcasters that are successful, any of them, we have something that they don't. We have something that they don't. They all started off with a previous career that bled that literally led to them podcasting. They were able to borrow some of that audience and bring it over with them. Our audience came strictly from the fucking grassroots podcasting. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's where they came. That's where our 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 fan base came from was strictly from podcasting. Mm-hmm. So that's where it makes it more. I don't even want to say more difficult. Mm-hmm. Our our journey is different. Mm-hmm. Right. Joe Rogan had Fear Factor and all this other shit before. He was already he's doing MMA sideline shit. Then you look at uh, Joe Budden. He was a rapper. Then you look at Rory and Maul. They was on that podcast before they came to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Then you look at uh, motherfucking Logan Paul. He was a YouTuber. Then you look at Bradley Martin. He was a YouTuber. All these people 
had one platform that succeeded before they came over here. And it's mm-hmm. no slight to them, but we are on a complete different path and um, we're going to be very successful. I just mm-hmm. want to remind you guys, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's not to convince you. It's because it's going to fucking happen. Yeah. Right? And um, I'm just blessed that we've made it up here to the fifth the fifth year to do this shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a trip, bro. Yeah. Yeah. We Like you said, we started out with one microphone in Eddie's mm-hmm. living room. Yeah. Um, sound quality was what it was, you know, nothing to brag about. But we, yeah. you know, eventually we bought another mic. Um, we got some stands. We got the little. Uh, you bought the little. Um, the little. The dining. What do you call it? Table. Little, the like table. Little, yeah, a little folding tables to eat in your living room or whatever. Um, we bought a couple of those and we just shut up shop and you know we've been uh, we've been potting ever since, which is crazy. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know too many people that can say that they've done. And it's not always been on Sunday. Sometimes it'd be on a Friday or Saturday. Right. Sometimes we'll do two podcasts in a week. Yes. Um, but we've we've been able to like main um, continuously put out a podcast on Monday, regardless of you know yeah. when we record it. But I don't know too many people that uh, famous, not famous, whatever that have had the type of uh, consistency. That we've had, and you know, some people get paid handsomely, and they be missing, missing weeks, missing podcasts, and oh, stuff man. like that. Yeah, I, I'll say this, and and I say this very objectively, because as a podcaster who's done a podcast for five years straight and has not missed a week, I feel like I've earned the right to have an opinion on this. One of my favorite podcasts of all time is the Brilliant Idiots podcast with Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz, mm-hmm. but they got to be the most inconsistent motherfuckers ever. Mm-hmm. I love these guys. I love what they do. They have great. They have a great presence. But you guys, if somehow they come across this, which they might, they might not. Don't know. You guys are doing a disservice to your listeners. They're getting pissed off. You need to get back on it. I can say that as a person that's may not. I may not be as accomplished as you guys in podcasting, but I've got the right to say it because I have not missed a week, not one. Mm-hmm. I know you guys got a lot of success. Yeah, I only record once a week, too. Yeah, only record once a week, too. You guys need to get on it. You guys are letting your fan base down. Like, mm-hmm. as, as a podcaster to the heart, to the heart, I can feel the frustration of the people. Yeah. And I think the, the thing with them, like, it would be different if there was, like, some communication. Right. Like, as far as, like, hey, guys, we're going on vacation, so we won't be doing the next two podcasts. Whatever right. the case may be. But usually it's, like... The day of, I don't even know what day they drop anymore, but the day of, Thursday, Wednesday, whatever, it'll just be like, hey, guys, what a, it's just a post on Instagram or Twitter yeah. or whatever. No podcast this week. And it's, excuse me, it just leaves their fan fans in the dark. But, you know, as you were saying, like a lot of people have had that that same opinion or that same complaint about the podcast. Like, y'all just be, y'all be recording when y'all want to, low-key. Yeah, man, don't ever treat a podcast like a chore. You have to understand. When we show up here... And we could be tired or we just ate or I didn't get a lot of sleep or, you know, my father passed away. He's has members of his family passed away. All kind of shit has happened to us in our lives. But mm-hmm. when we get on this mic, there's a certain brightness that comes from within. And there's a certain energy that comes from within because we understand the people listening to us, they who they're going through shit, too. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to be able to listen to two guys that got energy and actually care about what they say. Because mm-hmm. they're going to be going to work, man. They probably got a huge argument with their wife. They might be on the brink of divorce. They might have just fucking had a foreclosure on their house. Mm-hmm. But at least they could turn on the fucking turn on the radio and listen to two guys and make them laugh or to mm-hmm. make them think. Mm-hmm. You know, and podcasting is more important than what people would believe. And mm-hmm. when I see 
brilliant idiots and they're missing episodes. It's like, dude, I love these guys. This is no hate at all. But you guys, you got to figure it the fuck out. Because as successful as Schultz is and, and as successful as Charlemagne is, you still got a job to be forthcoming with the people, man. There are people that really love that fucking podcast. Yeah. I think the thing, the thing that I, and I get it, you know, Schultz is shooting movies now and Charlemagne, he'd be, you know, he'd be on book tours and all these other things. But, um, you know, I, I think that the way that they were doing it, like the way they were doing, they had a decent run where like, it was like if Schultz was shooting a movie, mm-hmm. Charlemagne would bring in a guest there host you go. or vice versa. Schultz, right. Schultz would do it and he'll bring in, you know, somebody else. And I think that, I think that that worked because there's going to mm-hmm. come a time where, you know, Eddie might be opening up for some comedian and mm-hmm. I might be shooting a movie or whatever and I can't make it in on a Sunday. But, right. you know, we'll have it set up to where, you know, you can bring a guest in or somebody that's like that can have a great conversation. And, you know, you it won't skip a beat versus like, you know, just missing. Yeah. Know, uh, continuously. It and, just and doesn't really work. Earlier that we were we were doing that earlier with DJ, I guess there was some conflicting schedules with or whatnot. And, mm-hmm. it, and it didn't really work out with DJ, but DJ would would have been that guy here. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, we do this episodes and, you know, Keith's gone. I would have had DJ sitting in. We would have been talking, mm-hmm. right? That's the guy that we would have wanted in that position here at this podcast. You know, unfortunately, it didn't work out. But that's definitely somebody that would have did that job, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, like, if you're, if you're that consistent, you do have to have, like, the foresight to say, hey, there's going to be a day that Keith's not here or I'm not here, you mm-hmm. know? And doing a whole solo podcast, that would – it would get a little bit exhausting because – I have over 20 something thousand hours n- next to a fucking fucking co-host. Mm-hmm. So could I do it? I believe I could do anything when you talk this much. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, would it be as engaging when you got nobody to bounce off of? You got nobody to say, Eddie, that's actually incorrect. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you need to keep around. You, know? <laughs> you need a nigga with gray hair on his face. <laughs> <and his head>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I I don't want to beat this over the head, but yeah, this we, we genuinely appreciate those that have uh, uh, been with us for years, listening to this content. We, we you had a you had a good point um, about you know you were talking about some of the ages of certain people that are successful. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and I don't know if you want to reiterate yeah, that. Yeah, I, I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this show called The Boys that's on um, Amazon Prime Video. Great show called The Boys, and I, I and for some reason I just looked through the ages of the people on that show. Right. And you would assume that, you know, people say like, oh, um, I want to have success. I want to be a movie star by the age of 28 or this or that. I looked at the ages of these people. If you're familiar with the main character, he's like the, the biggest superhero. His name is Homelander. Right. He's 47 years old. You look at the black guy that's on there. He's 49 years old. You look at uh, the other guy, uh, William Busher. He's 47. Mm-hmm. You look at the, the chick Maeve. She's 37. Like, these people are in their 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. 30s and 40s. They just look very age ambiguous, right? Because they've been in Hollywood and they probably eat good diets and work on themselves. But this is a testament to people who haven't given up. Yeah. There's no reason, there's no way that you would get a role over a young person that was equally ready. But there's uh, there's a generation, there's been generations of young people who have quit on their dreams. Mm-hmm. So it's the people that stick it out. Two, yeah. two, two chains who was previously known as Titty Boy, right? He wasn't a very big rapper at all. He was with DTP, uh, Disturbing the Peace with Ludacris and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But he didn't really blow up as 2 Chains until he was 36 years old. Mm -hmm. 
Who blows up as a rapper at 36? Nobody. Most people Except for people who to, don't quit. Yeah, they would have given up already. You right. know, so that's it. Even uh, Blast, you know, a lot of people out there, they fans of Blast. Blast is, um, he doesn't really say his age a lot, but I think he's, you know, similar, close to my age. You know, 31, 32, right? Yeah, somewhere around there. So um, that's, just, that's just what it looks like, you know. And I think, I, I honestly think, like, age is becoming a little bit less and less of a factor. You know, when it comes to creating certain content, like the guy um, and, and the boy, he, he can, obviously, you you play the roles that you look like. So he's not going to be playing in high school musical or something like that. But, you know, you still can reach a certain uh, a certain stature, you know, no matter what age you are. You know, you put the work in. And, like, guys like um, Samuel Jackson, obviously, mm-hmm. like, he was – he was kind of sprinkled in certain 40. supporting roles and stuff like that. But when he really started to get his chops and really started years to get old. leading roles, yeah, he was he was well into his 40s. You know what I mean? 40 fucking years old. When he, when he popped started. on the scene, he was already bald. And so that kind of gives you mm-hmm. that kind of gives you an idea. 40 fucking years old. Yeah. So. 40. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got to understand something. Some people, they give up because they're like, oh, I'm too old. I'm 32. I should just get a job. Man, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Fuck that, man. You got to fight for something. You have to be able to stand on something. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you're going to die. You're going to you're we're all going to die anyways. Do I have to keep having this conversation is becoming exhausting because I've said the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're missing podcasts or you're not consistent with your music or you're not doing this or you're doing that, you need to keep telling yourself I'm going to die. It could be next week. It what could if- be fucking 4 months. It could be in 9 years. Who knows? What if the thing between you and greatness was just being consistent? Bruh. What if somebody told you, like, if you could do X, Y, and Z once a week mm-hmm. for three years straight, I'll give you a billion dollars. Like, you know, how many people would, would make it happen? And that, that's one mm-hmm. thing that I've learned, you know, over this last year is, like, um, you can't let circumstances get in the way of, you know, what you're really striving for. Because we can we can make up any excuse not to record a podcast. Mm-hmm. but We've found a way, um, whether it was me going out of town, Eddie going on vacation, mm-hmm. like technical difficulties, mm-hmm. um, camera dying in the middle of the po- whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, we found a way, you know, to make it happen. And even like, you know, when we got our first ad, I, I didn't really look at it as a big deal. No. But when I actually thought back about it, uh, thought back on it, I was like, I, that is, that's pretty cool, you know, yeah, and, and they don't. Spotify doesn't give that opportunity to everybody. No. You know, everybody that posts a thing. They had this thing that was like um, 36 million songs on Spotify with zero listens. What? Yeah. Are you fucking serious? 36 million songs. What? Not one person clicked on the song. Oh, my God. (laughs) So just, you know, just to kind of give you perspective, like. Spotify is is well aware of like um, what's moving and what's not. Yeah, exactly. And they Fuck. found that our podcast in the short period of time that we've had it actually on, on the platform, yeah. you know, it's is is doing well enough to move the needle and it's actually gaining some traction. Like it we is. got this is going we made, up. you know, five maybe like five, six dollars so far, but it's like, you know, imagine what if that was like multiply. Yeah, know? but before you guys laugh and you hear that five dollar mark, you have to understand something. That you have to celebrate all the small victories. Mm-hmm. The small victories, man. It, it's it's literally okay. So you've been it's been affirmed that you can get paid for doing this. It may not be a ton of money at the time, 
But that's what investments are for. It's the long game. Oh, yeah. It's the long sure. game. Mm-hmm. I think really true success is invest in, is investing in something, right? With the intention that it's going to do something later, because mm-hmm. when you want a short, when you want the instant gratification, you don't want success. You just want to look successful at that point. Mm. You just want to look successful. You don't really want success. I know that in the coming years, when we're making a lot of money doing this, and somebody like, oh man, I want to start a podcast. How do I do it? I'm be like, well, you ready to not get paid for seven years? Man, are you are you ready to podcast through losing your father? Are you are you willing to podcast? Through either being depressed or going through a breakup or, you know, um, whatever is going on in your life. Are you willing and are you able to do it? Are you willing to invest money in something that's not making you money at the time? Do you really love it? Do you love talking? Do You're you spending lo- thousands and thousands are, of dollars. Are you willing to make yourself look bad by being mm-hmm. very transparent to your listeners mm-hmm. and telling them moments of your vulnerability that may not put you in the best light? Are you willing to really do that or do you want to be full of shit and make yourself look good? You gotta yeah. be naked doing this shit. You cannot. You cannot get on a microphone and be like, I "Mean I would never do that," but like, like, no, you did do that, bro. Yeah, I mean, just for <laughs> the sake of transparency, like the rent in here is four fifty a month. Mm-hmm. The camera costs like, and mind you, this is like we got like, like a upper scale, low version of what. You know, some of the are the Joe Rogans, Joe Biden, you know, brilliant. It is. We got like a low tier version of what they doing. Right. But we got the black magic camera. That's probably like twenty five hundred yeah. with everything on there. Maybe closer to, you know, twenty seven, twenty eight hundred, you know, with all the, 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 the tripod and the, the lens and the battery and, mm-hmm. all, and all that kind of stuff. The freaking uh, acoustic panels over a thousand. Acoustic, yeah. How much do we spend on those? I don't know. Maybe eleven hundred. Yeah, that was steep. We bust that down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, the freaking and this is not to brag. This is just to tell like people what like what's, what's going really on? going on. The freaking internet costs like hundred and eight dollars a month. You know, because mm-hmm. it's a business and you got to have like mm-hmm. a certain. Uh, and it's only in downtown, which is weird. It's only certain type of uh, internet that's pretty fast downtown, mm-hmm. and the internet is not that fast actually. Um, computer that much costs like I don't know. It's like. 800, 1800, mm-hmm. 1700, something like that. This, this mic is not the original mic. This is like a $700 mic. Uh, that's probably like 500. 500. Probably got shout out to uh, Big Hand. No, he sold me that on offer up. He tried to get me to review it like four years later, but it was too late. <laughs> shout out to him. No, <laughs> it was, excuse me, it was super sketchy too. He was, he sold it to me outside. I had to just trust him. I had to, pay him through paypal and Mm -hmm. trust that he was going uh send it in the mail he called me on the phone and everything just because it was i don't something was going on with offer up where it was acting weird so he just called me on the phone and was like bro i'm trying to get this to you i'm gonna bless you blah 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 Mm -hmm. but i sent him the money he sent it to me so shout out to him for getting that mic Mm -hmm. um we got like like a bunch of these we got a bunch of those uh audio audio, technic audio technicas those are are like lower end high end meaning Uh it's a condenser mic and it's a good mic but it's a little over a hundred bucks Mm-hmm. Right, and they sound pretty decent, but the problem is we've had some issues with them blowing out or mm-hmm. some shit being fucked up. Weird. So yeah. I, I would I would strongly suggest of getting a decent mic, probably maybe a Shure, mm-hmm. maybe a Shure mic um, or something else. Yeah, invest in the mics. But if you're trying to st- start it up and get it rolling, these mics are very good for that. Mm-hmm. You know, get you that that interface. It's a the four channel. The Behringer interface. Behringer is a four channel interface. It's decent. It's nothing mm-hmm. flashy, but it's. Four channel interface gets the job done. I got it for what a oh fuck I don't know one forty or something like that. Yeah, 
the light over there that might cost probably like 170 150 something like that the, yeah the godox yeah. even the uh logic software that we record into that might cost like 200 dollars. Mm-hmm. you know so it get, it can get expensive and we haven't really made you know much money it's yeah. just been purely purely an investment for the past five years so that's what it looks like 100 percent. it's like um I, I I think one of the best analogies before we move on, but one of the best analogies I heard was putting a a, a, a drop in the bucket mm-hmm. or putting a putting a droplet in a cup of in a whole cup. Mm-hmm. Like in order to fill that cup up, you got to do it one fucking drop at a time. Mm-hmm. One drop at a time. Getting that camera was a drop. Getting these mics was a drop. Mm-hmm. Getting this laptop is a drop. Showing up every week is a drop. Mm-hmm. Every week is a drop. Everything yeah. we do is a drop. Mm-hmm. Getting enough sleep so you can have a sharp mind when you get on the microphone, that's a drop. Mm-hmm. You know, knocking out all of your 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 things during the daytime, having having the time and in, 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 in cutting out the time in order to get here and record, that's a drop. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be putting a drop in the cup every time until you fill that thing up. Mm-hmm. By the time you get there, you'll be like, fuck, how many drops did it take? Full cup, yeah. But we made it, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it looks like, man. I, I, I talked about the, the book. Uh, if anybody's interested, it's called Chop Wood, Carry Water. But it's basically about this, uh, this, this guy. It's it's a it's a lesson on you know that same theme that you're talking about. Just like um, in, in the analogy, Chop Wood, Carry Water is basically this guy was learning to be an archer, and basically the the person that was teaching him how to be an archer was telling or was teaching him by way of doing things that wasn't actually shooting the bow and arrow. You know, it's kind of like the whole Mr. Miyagi karate kid thing, like the wax on wax off and how that translated to blocking kicks and punches and stuff like that. So, um, but same analogy with us, like we just been chopping wood and carrying water for the past five years. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we, out of that, it took us four years and some months to get one million views on a video you know crazy that would have never happened if we gave up that would have never happened yeah so and you look at the total views we've got fucking hundreds of thousands because you got not hundreds of thousands we have that one that had two hundred thousand i think Mm -hmm. and then we had another one that might have had a how many how much did it have like a hundred k or something on that one on which one? The, the the Facebook ones. Oh yeah, the Facebook. The fa- yeah, that face. I don't know. It'd be going up on there. So yeah. probably like two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, something like that. And on there's there. another Same one, video. and then you have the one on Instagram that's got freaking almost two million. Yeah. So it's yeah. like we would have never. And my thing is, is, is I don't want to sound like a dickhead, but I, I'm not impressed with that. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed with all the growth going to the content. And imagine if we had 2 million listeners on our own. Like, just because you get 2 million views and you get these likes and the comments and stuff, it doesn't always translate to the content as you would like it. Because people have their own thing. And when we, and people have a short attention span. So the people, we've gained some new followers. We've gained some new listeners, which is a beautiful fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Right? We got people that inbox us and say, oh, man, that was hilarious when y'all said this. And I, and I get back to them. Um, but everybody's not going to subscribe to what you do too. So don't have this expectation mm-hmm. that because you go viral, that this is your life now, mm-hmm. right? You will still wake up with no blue check mark, right? Or you can pay for it. Oh, you can pay for it now. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's that. But yeah. Oh yeah. And um, shout out to a listener. Um, it's her birthday. Shout out to Vernice. Uh, happy birthday, Vernice. Happy birthday. Happy 30th birthday. Uh, how you say it in Spanish? 
uh, feliz cumpleaños. Mm -hmm. Feliz cumpleaños, mm -hmm. amiga. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into it. Switching gears. Uh, Bud Light. Uh, Bud Light recently came out with a can, a pride can to be specific, mm -hmm. um, and it had a penis on it. No, I didn't. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Cock light. Now, um, Bud Light partnership with trans influencer Dylan M M uh, Mulvaney prompts right wing backlash. The beer branded teamed up with the, with the Days of Girlhood TikTok star Dylan M Mulvaney during the NCAA's March Madness college basketball tournament. Uh, March Madness may be over, but the right wing fully directed towards Bud Light. I'm not. I'm not reading that. That's not an objective stance. I know right wing people was mad, but there's a lot of people on the right that didn't give a fuck. I hate when like right wing or left wing people write columns and it's just not objective. Mm -hmm. uh, on Sunday, the day of women's final and the day before the men's championship, transgender social media Dylan Mulvaney, 26, shared a sponsored post on her Instagram account promoting Bud Light's March Madness contest. Uh, uh, let's see what else. A backlash from conservatives who have already made Mulvaney best known for her days, girlhood TikTok. Fuck all this. I don't need that. In the days since Mulvaney's post about Bud Light, which Owen Anheuser-Busch countless videos have been shared online con showing consumers dumping out Bud Light products Dang. in trash bins and down sinks and even violently destroying the cans of beer. One particularly jarring re response in, in Instagram posted Tuesday by singer, writer, songwriter Kid Rock. He got a MAGA hat on backwards and he's shooting it. It's just too, it's just too much. That's just, <clears throat> it's overboard. Um, F Bud Light and F Anheuser-Busch, he shot it while wearing a MAGA hat after shooting at cases of Bud Light with the pair of the semi-automatic rifles one of uh, Wednesday afternoon. I just don't understand. Like, I don't have a visceral reaction to, you know, the the Bud Light cans or the, the, the trans. I just don't care enough to... Get, yeah, get mad over it, and I, they showed some cans that had a, um, they had a what do you call it a like a rainbow on them. Mm -hmm. uh, hold on, I couldn't find the ones with a rainbow. I just seen the one it has the Mulvaney uh, girl on there. It's like a, a picture of her on there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see it. It's the Mulvaney. Yeah, I see it right here. Mm -hmm. I see it right here. He shot up the whole, he shot up the cans. Yeah, here's one of the cans. This is the one that has celebrate everyone's identity. And it says she, her, and it's Bud Light, and it's got a rainbow on it. Mm. Yeah, they have some cans like that. Yeah. Um, here's my thing. There's, there's multiple ways to look at this. I think we live in a world where there are, like, first of all, let's, let's go to the nitty gritty. These companies don't give a fuck about trans people, gay people, black people, white. They don't give a fuck about nobody. You know, you know before you get to your point, you know what would be crazy? If they got so much backlash that people it really affected their bottom line, you know what they would stop doing? What? Making these transgender uh promotions on their cans. Cause what mm -hmm. they're like you're saying, they're they're only pandering, right? That's they're only all they're pandering doing. because they're like, Oh, you know, there's a community of trans people, there's a com community of people that are uh, you know, uh LGBTQ plus affiliates allies or whatever the case mm -hmm. may be and they're going to support our mm -hmm. cans because you know and they have market dollars to support our cans mm -hmm. but if it, a whole bunch of maga supporters or a whole bunch of you know super conservative people you know started really affecting it and it, they they uh, they uh stock prices dropped and all that they would have to change the tune because they they're not going to stand on nothing if they if the people that's on the board or the people that's um 
you know, the the big investors in the company, if they if they come in the next quarter and then the dollars is down. I think that when companies do things like this, they already understand what they are. Mm-hmm. Bud Light is a powerhouse. Yeah. Right. You think the motherfuckers going to stop drinking Anheuser-Busch or Bud Light or Bud, Budweiser? You think they're going to stop? Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-mm. They look what what Bud Light or what Anheuser Busch understands is they are the Nike of beer, mm-hmm. right? You can't fuck with them. You could say I'm no longer wearing Nike. What did that do to Nike? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick has a Nike jersey. I'm no longer supporting Nike. What did that do? They Nothing. Made more money. All they did was make look. They are in the hands. They are in everybody's pockets. They'll do a jersey with Kaepernick and then they'll donate. To a fucking a right wing foundation, they are in everyone's pocket. They don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. This is what people don't understand about these major corporations. They already know what they're gonna do. They already know the effects of it. Mm-hmm. They pay real close attention to analytics. They, they before they do these things, they know what the outcome's gonna be. They might have a couple motherfuckers, and it might it might cause a small ripple, like a like a little ripple in the in the analytics, like a small dip, and it's gonna go right back. Mm-hmm. Cause then they're gonna get to the store and see all these gay beers for a cheaper price and be like, well guess I'm gay today. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, man, ever since I bought this gay beer, I keep gagging when I drink it. Yeah, dude. They don't give a fuck about it. the same way these banks and all these other major corporations or conglomerates or whatever, they don't give a fuck about nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, during uh, uh, there was like Wells Fargo, we stand with our black community. Nigga, y'all don't care about black people. Yeah, all them banks that was coming. That's this is what I want to know. It's twenty twenty three now. We could start telling the truth. All them banks, PayPal and Bank of America mm-hmm. and Chase and everybody was like, "Oh, we're going to support the black community. Apply for such and such grants and all that." Where's that money? Where go? the money at? Because I know I applied for a couple of them. What? Some of them, the websites was crashed. Yeah. I remember, uh, and I don't know if it was literally Beyonce, but I remember something connected to her where you could win $10,000 if you, mm-hmm. you know, if you applied for this grant or whatever, the case, the, the COVID relief grants and all right. that kind of stuff. I ain't heard no, not a confirmation, not a, you didn't win this, nothing. It was just, just ghosts. It, all it is is marketing. Mm-hmm. It, all it is is to say, hey, look. We don't even want to be seen as racist or we feel like this is a perfect time to cash in on your pain. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect time for us to cash in on your despair. Yeah. So let's go ahead and act like we give a fuck. Y'all mm-hmm. don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't care. Mm-hmm. They, bro, they don't care about the military. They don't care about the vets. They don't care about nobody. Mm-hmm. But they'll get you to do it. They'll make you think that they care about the vets because in the beer commercial, you see the fucking, what do you call it? Uh, the What is it? The Blue Angels? Is that what they call them? You know, yeah. they, I think they call the Blue Angels where mm-hmm. they fucking they're over in their in their plane mm-hmm. driving over mm-hmm. driving over a football stadium on a beer commercial, mm-hmm. and you think that that beer is patriotic now? No, nigga, it's beer. Yeah, the beer ain't got no feelings, it ain't got no sexual preference, nothing. It ain't got no political affiliation, nothing. Nothing. It's just here to kill you. Okay, yeah. that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Like during Prohibition, motherfuckers still found a way to drink. That's how powerful mm-hmm. this shit is. Do you think? That if alcohol couldn't be stopped during prohibition, do you really think that you're going to be mad at a gay beer and not even a gay beer? That's the wrong thing to say. You think that (laughs) you can control what happens to a company by you not drinking the beer? Nah, you can't boy. First of all, you need to boycott beer. You stop drinking alcohol. Yeah. Secondly, that's not is not that's that's the thing. Like 
event for the most part, like these bigger corporations, bigger businesses, um, you know, whether it's the biggest beer companies, the biggest uh, car companies, you know, some of these companies do fizzle out. Like we've seen Blockbuster, Circuit City, all these other companies that have just fizzled out. Blockbuster would still be here if they put a big old dick on the side of their store. That's crazy. Cockbuster. Cockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> a rainbow with a big old dick. Dick with That's veins crazy. in it. crazy. It's just straight gay porn when you walk in. <laughs> you know, written gay porn for $5 today. You know. It'd be a bunch of them beads, you know, you walk through the, the it's like a <laughs> chain with beads on it. <laughs> oh, That's man. Crazy. But um, but basically what I was saying, the market always corrects itself. Like whether it's Disney, you know, Disney can have some, you know, terrible situation where one of his employees calls somebody to nigger or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's the, the talk of the town. And then um, three, four months go by. They they stock prices dip. And then after that, it's just going to go straight back up because they're going to release a new Marvel movie or they're going to have another hit show uh the new disney child star whatever excuse me and it's just every everything gonna be good like the market always corrects itself so you know they when they actually look at the analytics and stuff i think for the most part they're probably looking at growth over a quarter they're not necessarily looking at what you know two a two week you know downturn looks like they're looking at stuff over you know over a long term so yeah yeah Man, I'll say this too. As much as it's it's annoying to see how left and right wing people behave, it's it's more of like um like with Kid Rock, that's just ridiculous. You got a MAGA hat on so they could see you mm-hmm. with your special edition MAGA hat, right? Mm-hmm. What is this fucking corny? And then you shooting the beer, which is like Yeah, it, and they it, got a new era MAGA hat on. Yeah, it's like, damn, you spent a lot of money on that. Hat. <laughs> that's some good embroidery, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um but the amount of energy you put into that does come off as transphobic. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to keep it real because yeah. you put that much energy to do a violent act on a can, right? Because it had a trans person on it. Why? Yeah. Like, and, I, and I think when, when you get to that point where you can control somebody's emotions, like I, I think they would just keep poking the bear. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. It's, it's like it's, if I was that person, I would be drinking friggin' Bud Light on my Instagram every day and tagging Chris Rock in it because I know he's gonna get mad and it's gonna be entertaining for me. Yeah, I, I think I think multiple things are true. I think that there's a form of that, but here's here's where I, it's not even that I'm standing up for Chris. Uh, I mean, for uh, Kid Rock, it's also true. There's too much agenda pushing, mm-hmm. way too much, nigga. We gotta stop making everything gay. <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. The, like, black people represent 13% of this country. I don't expect Budweiser or Bud Light to be like Black History Beer. And this this month, we, we this beer uh, honors Martin Luther King. Like, nigga, we're not asking for y'all to do that. This beer got a hint of segregation. Man. This beer got, this beer was uh, over in Georgia. And, and Georgia, <laughs> where was he at? Oh. Um, when they had that march with Martin Luther King. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Was Selma? It? Selma. Mm-hmm. The name, the name of that movie was Selma. Mm-hmm. Spirit got a little bit of Selma in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't expect that as a black person. I don't expect for these companies to recognize me and be like proud that they recognize me. Mm-hmm. I think that these companies are just doing it to cash in on, yeah. um, you know, uh, 
it's just agenda pushing. Yeah, I just don't think anybody really cares. No, 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 no. But I, I think the thing that's that's crazy is when you see cartoons and they're like, "Hi, this is my friend Billy. He's trans." Like, nigga, keep that shit out of cartoons. Yeah, keep I was that out of cartoons. My girl the other day, like, you know what I hate when you look at the poster for a show and it just looks like inclusion. It's like, stop it. It's the Asian guy, the black. Middle Eastern guy, uh-huh. the black guy. Mm-hmm. The gay person, whether right. they lesbian, gay, non-binary, yeah, non-binary, they may be trans, and then you got you know some other stuff in there. But it's just like, dog, like that's not the real world. No, and not that, and not that div- diversity is perfectly okay. We right. need black film. Uh, we need black creators. We need gay creators. We need Mexican. We need uh, you know Middle Eastern. We need people from Australia. We need all of those people. You know, to to have a uh, opportunity to create and create on the, the biggest platform, but when you start to force, when you start to force it, you know, it just it just not it it comes off like that. And you can tell, like, as when you are a consumer of art, when you are a consumer of podcasting, when you are a consumer of content, and you create at a high level like we do, when you see it, you are like, yo, that's not organic. Dog. No, like, it's not. That's not what it looks like. It's not. And then you starting to see more commercials with interracial couples in them. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's a big deal. I don't. However, I know it's just agenda pushing. Because, because it, what they're doing now, sorry to cut you off, but even with the commercials, it's like, it'd be a commercial for like a dating app. Right. And then, you know, they got to hit all the boxes. It's going to be the lesbian couple, the Mexican girl, mm-hmm. or Mexican guy, uh, two Mexican girls, two white girls, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be the interracial couple over here. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be the gay guys over here. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be the, you know, the black, uh, the black girl with the black dude. And then the white dude with mm-hmm. the white. And it's just like, like after a while, just like, dog, like you just, you can just sense, you can smell. Yeah. It's like, um, there's an episode of Atlanta where like, there's this, um, it's on like the third season, I believe, but there's, uh, they try to, they try to like, uh, uh, it was like basically the the designer company had made like a racist ad, so they had to basically get they, you know, get they or make up for it by including black people on their board and including black people in their next campaign. So Paperboy goes on there and he's like, "Yo, we should do this and this would be dope for the community." And you know, mm-hmm. I think it was like campaign called like Buy Back the Block or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he pitched it to them. And then he was like, yo, like, let's do this. We could raise some money, blah, 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 blah. And then the next thing you know, like, they put the commercial together and it was like dudes kissing in a commercial. It it's was like, like an albino on. dude and it was like a bunch of like stuff going on. It's like, dog, that's you diluting the message. Yeah, you, you know? are. It's just, it's, it's, it's the problem with, with like more right wing ideology is like it's super dismissive and tone deaf. The issue with left wing ideology is it's super fake and weird. Mm-hmm. That, that like it's it's fake and weird. Like one thing I will say about the right, at least they don't like something, they stick to their guns. Mm-hmm. But they'll be like, "Oh yes, definitely, we would love you in our commercial, and we would also love to put some trans people." Like you know, <laughs> you know this is a subway commercial, right? <laughs> this is about sandwiches, motherfucker. Yeah. This is this this commercial is about sandwiches. Yeah, you you know what I thought too. I was thinking this the other day. And a lot of people, have you ever uh, had these, like, people have these conversations, like, um, like, they'll say, like, when the black girl seen Little Mermaid, she cried because she was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is the first time I've seen myself on, on film. And it, it kind of let me know that anything is possible. Or people cried 
when they seen Black Panther, you mm-hmm. know, and it was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like black people, it was like so amazing for us to see ourselves on camera and it showed us what our p- capabilities, possibilities mm-hmm. were. Um, but I, I kind of like, um, I kind of like pushed back on that idea. On the mermaid one. Not, not even that, but more so the idea that um, I think if you really an innovator, like you really like pushing for something, you don't need the example or the example doesn't necessarily have to look like you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, for example, for us, there ain't no podcaster in Bakersfield that's doing what we doing. But we just like, like, why not? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no filmmaker in Bakersfield where I can just like call up and be like, hey, how would you, how'd you do this? How'd you get your film finance? How you? It's people that have made movies out here, but like, like a bunch of independent movies, not mm-hmm. anything that's like that I would ever like, you know, you know take my girl on a date to see, you two, know what I mean? To be types. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and kudos to them. They doing their thing. They, you know, working filmmakers but what i'm trying to do is something completely different Mm -hmm. you know so i say that to say like sometimes like you know it's cool like if you're a person that that needs to see that you need to see the little mermaid to know your capabilities you need to see black 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 panther to know that you can make a black super superhero you know that's fine but i think the the people that's really pushing out there the people that's really like the innovators like they don't need no example the possibilities all in their head because they can mm-hmm. say it like, oh, dang, what would it look like if two niggas from Bakersfield was like the biggest podcasters in the world? You know, what mm-hmm. would it look like if a guy from Bakersfield just happened to make a movie that's like the best movie ever? And then you, you end up being the biggest podcaster in the world that happens to be black. Yeah. Right. Which is I think which is it speaks a little more to mm-hmm. that than that. But I will push back on The Little Mermaid. I don't really agree with it. Not saying that they should be white or whatever, but I think that as creatives, you create things. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's good to... I think that it it's very lazy. Um, was that Disney movie, right? Yeah. It's very lazy by Disney to do that. Because all they, them, yeah. they, they have a product already, and all they did was make it brown. There was nothing black about The Little Mermaid. She didn't say, like in the middle of the, show, like the cartoon, she wasn't like, oh my God, you know... Um, saying something black or doing something black. There was nothing black added. She wasn't into the like, film. nigga, this watermelon good under the sea. Oh, <laughs> Sebastian was like under the sea. <laughs> he was he was Jamaican though. Watermelon seeds. <laughs> watermelon seeds. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga eating jerk chicken underneath the ocean and shit. <laughs> I got chickens and gizzards and gumbo. yeah and there was nothing black about it so it's like i think it's better for black creatives to actually create something brand new you know it was like a fire concept and it was kind of like um what you call it like uh spearheaded by donald glover was the uh the black spider-man like they created the it's still the character um but it's Miles Morales, it's Miles you know Miles, what I mean? Yeah. It's a it's a completely different person. They didn't turn Peter Parker black. They just made Miles Morales like a like a second coming of of Spider Man. So mm-hmm. I thought that that was like that's like a creative way. Like that you still cool. have some ingenuity to it, but it's not like oh, I'm just going to turn Little Mermaid black, or I'm just going to turn this person black. I'm just going to turn. Um, yeah, whatever character they've been. That's doing true. And Miles Morales, I, I don't know if he's um like racially ambiguous, but he is. Bri- he's like black 
like Dominican probably or something like that. Yeah, his mom his mom is like um Dominican, I believe, and his dad is black. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. But yeah, yeah. man. Um mm-hmm. yeah, in regards to this whole beer thing though, I, I really think that it's not that big of a deal. I don't care. I, I'll drink a beer that has a rainbow on the side. I don't give a fuck, personally. It does not it might bother taste me. a little sweeter, though. I don't know. This one is a little zesty here. <laughs> this one got a little too much orange peel in it. Some zestfulness to it. You imagine, imagine you drink it, and you know how you drink it, something really quenches your thirst. You're like, ah. what if you drank it, and you was like, ah. Oh, no. damn. <laughs> 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 You be drinking this beer like I'm about to nut. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> some ain't right about this beer. This ain't right, man. That's crazy. Some yeah. ain't some ain't straight about this beer. Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. This it's yeah. Th- it's hilarious. I think yeah. we we've gotten to a point as adults where we're literally having a response like this to a fucking beer can. Yeah, I think I think that it's important, like for guys like Kid Rock, like I think he's kind of like hopeless. But for yeah. for most of us out there, I just think it's important. Um, You're good. I just think it's important for us to like not be like so triggered all the time. Like yeah. you know, we, we you were talking about how you 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 drive differently now. You know, you're not cussing out everybody on mm-hmm. the road. You know, people that cut you off in traffic because at when you really sit down and think about it. All you're doing is living at the effect of everything. Yeah. You're living at the effect of the weather. Oh, man, Bakersfield is so hot. You're living at the effect of the drivers on the road. You're living at the effect of, like, you know, a long line at and, and, and Starbucks or whatever. Like, y'all mad at everything. And it's okay yeah. to y'all. You know what I mean? But when you really, when you really, like, at when you really won with yourself, like, when you really, like, develop yourself enough... Like that's the that type of stuff. Like you can get a little bit mad, but then you'd be like, "Nope, I'm off that." Like, yeah. you know, I'm not letting that ruin my day. Um, type stuff. I was thinking about something with Kid Rock too, and this mm-hmm. is something that he probably should really do a little soul searching on. When you think about like his stance is more or less like, you know, why is that group of people trying to infiltrate society this bad, right? Why are they trying to make everything gay or trans or whatever the case, right? Imagine because. Hip hop is a black genre. And back then when he was coming up, Eminem was really breaking into it. Um, and he was really doing big things. And it was it was Eminem and I don't know what other white rappers were really popping at that time in like 99, 2000. Mm-hmm. But imagine, imagine if the black community and, and the hip hop genre, which is a black, is black music. Mm-hmm. If we push back on everything Kid Rock put out, like, yo, you out here putting you trying to put out black music. Mm-hmm. Are you white? What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Right? Can you imagine if he faced that amount of backlash mm-hmm. for putting out this type of sound? Yeah. Right? And if you listen to a lot of his his other music, like his earlier stuff, like he was just really like hip hop. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, you of all people should know what it's like to be the minority yeah. in a large group of other people. Right? Yeah. But yeah. if p- people forget. I'm not trying to like conflate these two things. I'm just saying like you you like people had tolerance for you, right? Not saying yeah. that black people own hip hop, but it is a black genre. Like when I think of things like rock and roll or something like that, especially 80s rock, it was predominantly like, you know, young white guys rocking it out. Mm-hmm. And I love uh 80s rock. Probably mm-hmm. the best era of like classic rock is probably the best mm-hmm. genre of rock music in my opinion. 
Mm-hmm. But it's crazy how this guy's flipping out. Yeah. And it's like, dog, you you got a short memory, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I just don't think a lot of people have that type of awareness to no. realize, like, to connect those dots. Like, you just live in life. Like, I don't know. You, it, it'd be so ridiculous. It's kind of hard to try to explain something to him in that way, like a in a logistic way. Like, hey, kid, rock. You were once a minority in hip hop. Hundred percent. So why would you have this type of energy towards you know minorities in you know in America or whatever? But he just. He don't get it. Like, you no. know, you'd be wasting your breath trying to explain that to him. No. It's to me. And what's crazy, too, is like, it's weird. He was at a UFC, uh, was it 285 last night? Can't remember. 287, 25, one of them. Um, and he was he was hanging out with Mike Tyson, Donald Trump, and uh, Dana White. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it was funny. It's just a funny group. And mm-hmm. Donald Trump is like low-key in the middle about to go to jail. And he's like... Everybody, it's been a great fight. Great fighters, great fighters. Stormy Daniels, horse face, <laughs> horse face. Stormy Daniels. <laughs> that niggas. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel any way about Trump, bro. I, mm-hmm. I really don't. Yeah. I really don't. But I will say this before we move on. What I notice is, I don't care for Trump at all, and I do think he's a piece of shit. However, I, I find it hilarious how liberals act like he was the only corrupt person, and like how they're celebrating him. Potentially getting indicted, but like you know how much corruption is on the left. Mm-hmm. You know how much shit Pelosi's doing. Mm-hmm. The Clintons, like, mm-hmm. come on, yo, like, stop it, stop acting like corruption. The only form of corruption happened with this guy. Mm-hmm. If you really pay attention to these politicians, especially what they're doing with insider trading, oh my god, mm-hmm. it's a dude that's literally exposing them on TikTok, and he's paying attention to where what they're investing in. And they're investing in things, and then literally within days, that stock goes crazy. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got Pelosi, all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. He got it was a politician that he recently that that recently um, invested in something. I forgot what it was, and that shit went crazy. And this is within days of her becoming an elected official. Yeah, I'm like they like this is like illegal, mm-hmm. and this is like left and right wing people being corrupt, mm-hmm. and people just like that's right. I'm so glad Trump's about to get arrested. It's like, you know, like you should literally arrest everyone. Yeah. All these niggas need to be in jail. Across the board, huh? Hell yeah. Hmm. Hell yeah. I mean, you got the president of the United States and his son is a well-known crackhead. (laughs) Hunter Biden is on crack, bro. Like this is not. It's a a bunch of other drugs in there, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who knows? He probably went to Cockbuster a few times. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that nigga be doing, that nigga record himself doing drugs. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you see this? This is crack, baby. That nigga on Instagram live doing heroin and stuff. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> and then they asked Joe Biden about it. He's like, very, very, DiGiorno's, I love that pizza. Like, <laughs> Your son's smoking crack on Instagram, nigga. What are that you doing? Nigga, man. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. He yeah, fell down two, how the fuck do you fall down two times in one, one term? Ha <laughs> ha. He that fell. This motherfucker fell up the stairs of <laughs> Air Force One, mm-hmm. and then he fell on a bike. That was crazy. There's no way in fucking hell he's gonna do. There's no way. Keith. Another turn. No, there's yeah, no he's way. Too old. There's no way he gets another turn. There's no way. I think that he was only put in office to get Trump the fuck out. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like he served his purpose. Yeah. That's it. But he ain't gonna know what's going on. Yeah. If we end up in World War Three, that nigga Joe Biden gonna be in his bed watch, uh, doing a crossword puzzle. He don't know what the fuck is going on. 
then, <laughs> then somebody gonna be changing his diaper if he gets an if he get to another term. Yeah, the motherfucking uh, uh, Russia and China gonna be shooting missiles at us. He's like, my butt needs changing. <laughs> I need to change my diaper. <laughs> America, my diaper's full. <laughs> get it changed right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then you still gonna see Trump's dumbass Stormy Daniels. <laughs> She's still at it again. So Trump might win this next this next go around. Nah, that nigga. Nah, he in too much criminal trouble. He ain't getting. He ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Especially when you do this. When you in trouble for this much shit, mm-hmm. people are still so dumb. They convinced that Trump is an honest person. Like nigga, this nigga's a criminal. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Stop it. Like you, if you still and a liar. If you still supporting Trump right now. You might as well go to Cockbuster, cause you yeah. on this, you on this dick, <laughs> you on this dick. This nigga's a fucking criminal, <laughs> like a well known one. Yeah, and you still like he's an honest. He's the first honest president that went up against the government, and they want to get him in trouble. And it's like, bro, he got a porn star. Like this is too much corruption. What was the show he he was on? Uh, uh reality show. You're fired. Um, yeah. Oh my god. What was that called? Oh my God! The Apprentice. The Apprentice. Yeah, yeah. Stormy Daniels, you're fired. Yeah. You've been demoted to cocksucker. <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> suck my cock tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're gonna suck my cock while you set, while you change my diaper at the same time. That's nasty. <laughs> you can imagine Trump getting the head or something. He old. He probably got yeah. gas. His diet's yeah. all fucked up. That nigga got saggy balls. He been there like. That's right. Keep sucking. <laughs> he farting while he getting head. That's nasty. Oh yeah, that's what I like. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I like. <laughs> do it. Do it live for forty five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his diet's really fucked up too, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard. But uh, uh, we'll we'll close this topic with this. Um, ultimately, bro, it's a couple things are true. One of them is the agenda pushing is too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that you can be inclusive of people without fucking pandering to them. And I hate when people pander to trans and LGBT people. Mm-hmm. I hate it when they trans when they when they fucking try to uh, pander to black people because I'm not the one asking for this shit. You just think it's good for your company, so you want to try to include us in some shit we don't give a fuck about. Mm-hmm. I'm not as a black person. I'm not saying you know what there should be Martin Luther King on the side of a beer can. We don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, where's the reparations, motherfucker? Facts. Okay, we don't yeah, give a don't fuck need about him on a can. Yeah, give me the money from the cans, mm-hmm. motherfucker. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, but that's a whole nother conversation. Oh, um, yeah, but yeah, there's that. I, I don't got much else to say about uh, the uh, trans cans. <laughs> trans cans. <laughs> <laughs> Next, they're gonna have like Malcolm Ecstasy. Oh my god, that'd be crazy. <laughs> Civil rights and ecstasy pills. Yeah. <laughs> I can see Bud Light doing that shit with Martin Luther King though. Because yeah. Martin Luther King is like the he's like the guy. He's like the he's like the only black guy in Amer- in American history that exists that yeah. that people could say Martin Luther King was a great man. It's like nigga, no, yeah. Y'all, like back in the day, yeah, it was multiple fucking uh attempts on that man's life. Yeah. Like, don't fucking give me that shit that people loved him. They hated him. They wanted him dead. Mm-hmm. He fucking got uh, he got killed for got Christ's assassinated, sake. Yeah. He got assassinated. Mm-hmm. Anyways, switching gears. Yeah. Um, people paying for blue check marks. Um, recently, if you scoured through your your feed, you probably see your drunk uncle with a fucking blue check mark, and you was like, "What's going on? Mm-hmm. Why does my drunk uncle have a fucking blue check mark?" That's because he paid for it. Okay. <laughs> 
That's because he fucking paid for it. $14.99. Yep, he paid for it, and that's what he got. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, here it is. Facebook and Instagram. Uh, uh, Instagram paid verification will allow anyone to get a blue check mark. The social media, the social media blue badge verification system is further losing its original meaning. On additional platforms, uh, on Sunday, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg announced that Facebook and Instagram would begin selling paid verification for a monthly fee. The new paid verification program comes in the wake of of Twitter's blue subscription service last year, which allows subscribers to get a blue verified badge next to their name. Zuckerberg's solution is uh, s- solution is officially called Meta Verified. And it would allow Facebook and Instagram users to pay a monthly fee to get a blue check mark next to their name. Meta Verified will cost $11.99 per month if purchased on the web or $14.99 per month if purchased via a company's iOS apps. In addition to the blue badge, Zuckerberg says Meta Verified subscribers will get extra impersonation protection against accounts claiming to be you and uh, get direct access to customer support. Uh, Twitter's blue launch in t- November 2022 was a disaster with subscribers abusing the paid verification service to impersonate the accounts of various companies and celebrities. T- mm. Twitter subsequently paused the blue service and relaunched it in December with tighter impersonation measures in place. In order to uh, subscribe to Meta Verified, users will be required to verify their identity with the government ID that, of course, raises privacy concerns. Uh, do you want Facebook to have a copy of your government-issued identification? And that's where I'll stop mm-hmm. reading. Okay, here's the thing. I was telling Keith this. Um, the blue check mark means nothing, and here's why. It's, it's a very telling thing. When a company thinks... That you're that when they decide for you to get a monthly subscription to have a blue check mark on your account, it's just a money grab, buddy. When you don't have any reason to have a blue check mark, they know that you're willing to do that because you do it in real life. Most people are just trying to keep up with the Joneses. Do you think that that guy that bought that brand new Camaro bought it because? Well, he liked it. No, oftentimes people buy things because they want to get attention for it. Mm-hmm. They want to be seen as something that they're not. And a blue check mark is, for some reason, some people look at a blue check mark as a reason uh, to be looked at as important. There's somebody up to debt in their eyeballs trying to please the world. They got a house they can't afford. They got a car they can't afford. They got all kind of shit they can't afford. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it just because they want to walk around and look like a blue check mark. Mm-hmm. And they know for only eleven ninety nine that that people are willing to pay that low price to do that. Mm-hmm. And then they're gonna post their whack ass music on there that hmm. no one listens to, and it's really fucked up. But they got a blue check mark, so they figure somebody will give them a second look. But here's the problem, Keith. You ready? Mm-hmm. That doesn't work anymore when everyone has a blue check yeah. mark. When your drunk uncle got a blue check mark. Yeah, it doesn't work that way, buddy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. See, in, in the world of importance, we can never be equal. Never. Mm-hmm. See, what's funny too is what's going to separate all these celebrities that have blue check marks. One day everybody's going to wake up and all the celebrities that people care about, that blue check mark's going to turn green. 
Oh, the real celebrities. The real celebrities are going to yeah. have a verified green check mark, and everybody to pay for the blue one is going to be like, I don't want to pay for my blue one no more. I want a green one. Well, you yeah. don't do anything, motherfucker. Why would you want one? Yeah. I've applied three times on purpose for a blue check mark, right? And I did that because I felt like, hey, we've been doing this. We're a real platform. We've been doing this for five years. And I applied quite a while back, but I, I told my, once I seen the thing for paying for it, I was like, fuck no. If I don't get recognition, and if this platform doesn't get recognition for the content that we put out, then I don't want to get a blue check mark. It's not going to do me any good. Mm-hmm. The, the value of a blue check mark dropped immensely when everyone had the ability to get it. Also, Instagram has been around for fucking 10 years now. It's mm-hmm. going to be dying soon. Something's going to replace it. And this is the telltale sign. This is a money grab in order to fund whatever they're creating. Next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever they're creating, they're going to be funding it with the fucking fourteen ninety nine. dollars They're, they're, they're doing like uh, artificial intelligence in the metaverse stuff. So mm-hmm. they're probably using some of those funds to go over there. Oh, yeah. And it was easy. Mm-hmm. It's easy fucking money, man. Yeah, they, heard they made a lot of money. I mean, we know. Well, I only know one person personally. I know people with blue checks, but I only know one person that seems to have gotten it through the the new program thing. Yeah, bro, I seen a I seen a post. I shared it with you, mm. um, and it had me fucking dying. And it said having a having a having an EBT card with a blue ste- a blue check mark is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious because yeah. I'm I'm sure that that's probably happened. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna say any names, but I know some people with blue check marks. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go into spe- into specifics, but they do things. A person with a blue check mark is going to get attention, and people are going to think that that person has money and this mm-hmm. and that. But truth be told, they be doing some. It's like nigga, you a blue check mark dude, and you doing that? Yeah, yeah. We know somebody. I will not say any names, mm-hmm. but they was doing something they should have had no business doing. <laughs> and we was like, nigga, what are you <laughs> doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Mister Blue Check Mark guy? <laughs> Like, you might as well give like at least a little hint about what you're talking about versus like because you know you, uh, okay I just say that to say like when I'm listening to Joe Budden's podcast or Brilliant Idiots they be bleeping out names or they be cutting their podcast uh, yeah. I be like come on dog just give me a little bit I'll give you some we're not, we ain't got to say any names but however mm-hmm. this person is a um, he's a, a performer of some sort mm-hmm. um, people he's a well known person. Mm-hmm. And this person had access to this room that he wasn't <laughs> supposed to fucking have. And he had a female in here a long time ago. And we don't know what if they was in there trying to get it on or what. <laughs> but that's not what this office is for. This office is as a creative space. Yeah. Uh, Keith runs an e-commerce business out of here. Mm-hmm. So it's like, motherfucker, what are you doing in here? Mm-hmm. You should not be in this office at all doing that. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. You got to. And yeah, that's weird. That's just not. And it's not going to be any name drops. But if the person hears it, uh, I'm not sorry, motherfucker. You should not have been in here. Mm-hmm. You got to, yeah. What the fuck are you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> no. no. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. But no, I think my thing, uh, I'm, I'm with you. It is it, the, the value of the blue check mark has definitely dropped. You know, it, the, the blue check mark used to be... Um, a celebrity thing. We started to see a lot of athletes, like a couple of my friends play professional football. Shout out to um, Mercy. Yeah, he plays in the CFL. He's, he, he's a, a great cup champion also. Yeah. So he's deserving of a blue check mark. He worked for it. Shout out to Mercy Maston. Yeah, shout out to Mercy. Um, um, 
one of my guys, Braxton. Um, Braxton, obviously, Braxton he he's a professional basketball player in, in some country. Uh, I don't know where he's playing at now, but he he's a professional basketball player. He got a blue check mark, and then um, yeah, those are the the two guys that kind of like um, outside of like other people that that it, it makes sense. I don't even think Kevin Edwards has a blue check mark. No, yeah. I don't think he does. Yeah, so that just shows you like the the you know the the despair in terms of like what it actually means. Like it just it used to mean like, oh dang, you made it. Like the blue check mark was like, yo, you you've worked hard enough, you've got you've gained enough notoriety to where you know they blessed you with a blue check mark and it delineates you from other people starting fake accounts and all this other stuff. You verify, you stamped. Um, but now, like when people can pay for it, it's just it, the, the the value of of what a blue check mark means, especially if you're paying for it, it just drops. But the thing about it too, I'm curious to know if there is any real benefits. Like if I was a person that um, that was interested in in doing so, or you know, I'm, I may still be interested just for research purposes. Um, not that I necessarily like care that uh, about a blue check mark. Um, but I'm curious to know when you post something, is it getting shot in front of people a little bit more? You know, when you, uh, when you communicating with people, does it affect how your message shows up in a inbox? Like, can you talk, like, if you want to get in touch with Drake, can you just DM him and then your name is popping up on the top of the thing? So like, I'm just curious to know what that looks like. You know, you paying $12 a month, um, for a blue check mark and there's no other, uh, benefit to it outside of just like having, having it next to your name, like then that doesn't make well, sense. Well, first of all, niggas be having insufficient funds. So what's gonna happen when you ain't got the money? Yeah, you gonna be verified one month and then the next month not verified and um, then you're um, not verified. Imagine if imagine if you don't pay if you don't pay it and then Mark Zuckerberg just like update the system to put you on blast. Yeah, it'd be like the blue check mark get approached like it get replaced by like insufficient funds. Dang. And that's next to your name. And you can't even deactivate your account or nothing. Dang. That'll be bad. Insufficient funds next to the blue check mark. You, you'll be posting like a little freestyle video thinking that the blue check mark up, but it say insufficient funds. You're like, Dang. yeah, and me and my brothers getting together. Be like, hey, nigga, you got insufficient funds on your account. Nigga, I'm getting all this money. You got the money phone and then you got an insufficient, insufficient thing. Hey, man, pay your bill, man. Pay your bill. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That imagine if you don't pay your bill, they shorten all your clips up. Like you cannot post a reel until you pay. Yeah. You can't post a reel until you pay your bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. You know what's crazy too? And yeah, Instagram is definitely on its last leg. We've gotten everything that we could get out of Instagram has been gotten. Mm-hmm. Right? When I first opened, when I first used, I think Instagram came around 2012, 13, right in there. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's had its 10 year run. And, you know, just like MySpace and all that shit, it's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. When it first popped off and it was brand new, y- you would see like a girl in there with a big old booty like at the gym or something. And you'd be like, whoa, what is this? What's You mean it's a ton of these videos? And it was mm-hmm. kind of shocking because you had never seen women in that light before and it was brand new. Right? Yeah. And Dang, like it's ass everywhere. It's ass everywhere. This is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the very beginning of it, I was just subscribing to just a bunch of just junk, mm-hmm. big asses, big booty Latinas, big uh, uh, gym girls and all this dumb shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And what happens over time is you see the Internet become so oversaturated with it. Mm-hmm. You just get desensitized. 
And yeah. it's like, this is like, this is literally like softcore porn. I don't follow any of that shit. Mm-hmm. And it's literally girls that pop up out of nowhere that still create accounts and they don't do anything. I'm talking mm-hmm. about every video is them turn around with their butt and they be having like 400,000 followers with mm-hmm. a blue check mark. Like, how? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The blue check mark lost its meaning a long time ago when. I don't. First of all, I don't think any creative should ever share a platform with girls as half naked. Ever give them their own platform, give them their own shit. Yeah, and take creatives and put them on a separate, completely separate thing. They need like a, a like a por- like a Pornhub adjacent. Yeah, type, like you, you need know. a Pornhub adjacent platform. Because yeah, yeah. where it's just like you post those like thirst traps and stuff on there. Stay over there. Like mm-hmm. they need, like that's the problem. Like in order to to trim the fat. Like they need to have like literally for comedians, there should be literally like Insta funny mm-hmm. instead of Instagram Insta funny. Mm-hmm. There needs to be only comedy clips, only things yeah. that are comedy related, mm-hmm. just to split it up. And if you want to merge the three apps, then go ahead. Mm-hmm. But it needs to be an option to keep that separate because I don't want to see. Uh, this is why I really had to clean my fucking feet up on Instagram. I don't want to see like a funny, like a good skit from Joe Rogan and then David Goggins pops up and then there's a picture of some chick juggling her tits. I don't want to fucking see the tits. Yeah, yeah. Only time I want to see titties is when I'm actually having sex. I don't want to see a, mm-hmm. a fucking a, my whole internet oversaturated with just, this. just, I'm not with that, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not with that. I was at one time. It was embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, we would catch you on it. People would tell me about it. Like, because Facebook back in the day would snitch on you. Like, if you liked something, it would show what you liked. Mm -hmm. And it'd be like, Eddie likes big black asses. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah, I remember that. I might have a screenshot in one of my old phones. It's like, God damn, man. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do anything. And then people be like, oh my God, Eddie, what is this? Yeah, man. That's how a lot of people, that probably, Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg single handedly probably ended so many uh, marriages and relationships. Just off of adding that feature to where we know what people liking and stuff. Yeah, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wild. But I remember back in the day when there was no, there was no video on on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like there was, you could upload a video back then, but there was no like. Um, for a minute, they had these ads that would pop up or these like weird like spammy things. But I think it's I think. Facebook has done a good job of taking a lot of those down. Remember, it'd be like um, one like or you know one like or God will not bless your life. Remember that shit. Mm-hmm. What remember that? T- that was, that was passing them things around. Yeah, like yeah. a chain letter type shit. I think they yeah. did a good job of eliminating that. The, I hate the ones where it would be like, um, you know, post this on your thing and then you know respond this way or this is how I know this, who my true friends are. Like it would be like post this on your timeline and tag me and like all kind of weird stuff. Like yeah, that. I, I got like some of those from like. It'll be like an older uncle or something. I'll be mm. like, nigga, I'm not sharing this shit. Nigga, I know you in real life. Yeah, I'm not about to share this on here. What are yeah, you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. That or fucking mm. um, uh, <laughs> share this or have bad sex for the next seven years. Yeah. It's like, damn. Yeah, my sex game is not dependent on a Facebook like. Yeah, like what the hell? Mm-hmm. Like I just busted enough. What are you <laughs> <talking about? laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. doing all right. Yeah, that don't make no sense. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, the the blue check mark is not going to make you any more important, folks. Um, mm-hmm. If you're not really doing anything, yeah, that's I, true. I've been seeing people buying these blue check marks, and to me, I don't want to shit on people, but to me, there's a little bit of desperation involved, and they also people don't have the foresight to see that that there's going to be something bigger coming up soon. Yeah, 
I think you should be more focused on moving faster and transferring all of your content to the new platform that's coming. Mm-hmm. Because with TikTok, if you got one early and you post this shit, those plat those accounts are big now. Yeah. You know, people that, that that literally downloaded TikTok in like 2019 or when did it come like 2020 or something? Mm. If 2019 probably. I'm not sure when it popped out, but yeah. So if you down TikTok when I first seen it pop up, I was like, what the fuck is these weird ads that they're putting up? What's this weird shit? Yeah. Like this is whatever the TikTok is, it's like some weird, like weird shit. Yeah. And then you see like people dancing, like, I'm not downloading TikTok. This is a bunch of fucking kids dancing. Yeah. And boy was I wrong. By the time I got to the TikTok, I was too late. Yeah. Right. So that's the thing, bro. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, TikTok is weird too. It it did one of the uh the guy, uh the CEO that was um the dude from Singapore that was getting interviewed by the um the Congress or whatever. Oh, Chu? Yeah, he was um he was basically saying that they have the ability to push the button on mm-hmm. sending, you know, making something viral. He's mm-hmm. like, Yeah, when you know, if a big artist like Taylor Swift, we kind of like you know, flood people's feeds with this person just so they can get some traction. So. We want to get Taylor Swift. We want to quick on it. We could totally quick on it. It's not mm-hmm. a problem. And you know? we could make it very big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how that's how he talks. <laughs> Try to get as Asian as possible. <laughs> no, nah, but he really he's a sharp guy. Yeah, he can. So he was, he's he very tra- much better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got my accent kind of off, but yeah. <laughs> so, Mister Chu. Is it true that we could basically we can infiltrate your Wi-Fi system if we really needed to do that? Mm-hmm. No, actually, you just get regular Wi-Fi. It's no problem. Nothing <laughs> extra. There's no type of you know uh, nothing wrong with the system, sir. Mm-hmm. So, are you telling me that you could actually destroy my phone through TikTok? Is that what you're telling me, Mister Chu? No, I never said that. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's all I got to ask right now. <laughs> like, that's how ridiculous that fucking meeting was. <laughs> they got this guy in the hot seat, and they're asking him dumb questions. They're, they're so fucking old that they don't even know what this shit means. So you're saying I could stream all the Jackie Chan movies on, <laughs> on TikTok? No, sir, you cannot. <laughs> if I wanted to, I would have to contact Jackie Chan directly to find out. I mean, you to speak to somebody that could get it done. Somebody. <laughs> so you telling me? Somebody. So you're telling me that all the cockbuster videos that you got on there? Is there any way that I can access trans videos? You got a lot of trans dance videos. Is that true, Mister Chu? Well, what do you mean trans trans dance? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> what I'm saying is the trans love to dance. Is that not correct? <laughs> I, I don't know if they like to dance. You know what? That's all I got for the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I was listening to uh, <laughs> I was listening to Shane Gillis, mm-hmm. and Shane Gillis is obviously is a stand up comedian. He says some shit. He's talking about his dad watches a lot of Fox News, mm-hmm. and he said, "My dad." He said, "I have a trans." He said, "No, he said I have a uh, I have a Fox News dad, man." And as a Fox News dad, he watches Fox News until he can't watch it anymore. Mm-hmm. So my dad will be watching Fox News, and then he'll just stand up and he'll be like, "Oh, fucking Mr. Potato Head's trans now! I'm going to bed." <laughs> <laughs> like he just watches, so he just gets so mad he yeah. got to turn it off. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that shit had me dying, bro. Mm-hmm. Hey, these comedians are hilarious, and I was listening yeah. to um, uh, Mark Norman on the Roy Mall podcast. Mm-hmm. 
I do this for comedy. Oh my God, Mark Norman's a fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Mark Norman. They said, so yo, Mark, so what's the first time your girl farted in front of you? And Mark was like, um, okay, so the first time I hit my wife. Was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This guy's crazy, bro. That, yeah. Oh my God. Like if you get offended by comedians, oftentimes you're just you're missing the funny. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that abuse is funny, but God damn, that shit is hilarious. I've heard some black jokes that had me dying. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane Gillis says something too. He's like, I was talking to one of my black friends, and he was like, "Yo, Shane, you can't give her all the dick; she'll get sprung." Mm-hmm. And then he was like, "All the dick? What do you mean?" He said, "You can't put it all the way in, bro." And he's like. Well, uh, what the fuck? I mean, I don't have that problem. I ain't got a, that much dick to give, bro. Yeah. But the way he framed the joke was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Shane Gillis. If you guys that would be dope to have uh, him or Mark Norman on the podcast. Yeah, Shane Gillis, Mark Norman. Um, oh fuck! I think later this month, um, Godfrey's coming here. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, that'd be. Is that this yeah. month, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's on a Sunday, I believe. On a Sunday. Yeah, it's on a Sunday. He said he'll be here on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. He's like, come in here to be on a Sunday, man. You need that joke. You need that laugh for you go back to work on Monday. That's what Godfrey said? Mm-hmm. Because it was like an He's added. been promoting Oh, okay. The C-Mac. Oh, yeah, yeah, popped yeah. Popped up on there. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I wonder That'd if DJ's be, opening up for him. That would be somebody to have on the podcast. Only problem with Godfrey is he has a nonstop motor. That motherfucker don't mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. Yeah, he'll, yeah, but he definitely somebody I would talk to. You start doing that Steve Harvey impression. Yeah, I would love to. What do- your ass say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? A uh, hip, uh, survey. <laughs> survey said. Survey said. Oh, bro, that shit. Yeah, that is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one episode where this dude had a really fucked up haircut on the Price is Right, mm-hmm. and uh, no, not Price is Right, Family Feud. I'm tripping. Uh-huh. And his hair was so fucked up that when he walked by Steve Harvey, Steve just put his hands on his hip and was like, "What you? What, why are you doing that? It's a family show." Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. All right. Well, we kind of got we kind of got off topic there, but you guys get it, man. If you get a blue check mark, I will laugh at you. All right. Mm-hmm. Switch we have to wrap it up here. The boy is losing energy as we speak. Oh, you are. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it going. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, we got we, we got, got two. We got we could bust through them real quick. Okay, we could do the tip, and we got LSU at the end. Mm-hmm. We think we could bust those down. Yeah, we can knock them down. All right, cool. All right, tip culture slash tip tip. What do they call it? Uh, tipflation. Tipflation. Mm-hmm. Um, tipflation. Where I, I'll explain what this means, um, and it'll make more sense. All right. How tipflation and tip creep are sparking a backlash. I don't feel obligated to tip. Tipping is an encounter is encountering its own form of inflation with customer with consumers commonly facing a digital kiosks that ask for tips that started eighteen or twenty percent and can go as high as thirty percent. A far cry from that the fifteen percent that used to be traditional. Uh, and more types of employees are now asking for tips than in prior years, according. To Cornell University, Professor Michael Lynn, who studies consumer behavior, tips were traditionally given to workers who earn the so-called tip minimum wage federally set at $2.13 an hour and thus rely on tips to earn most balance of their income. Most commonly, these tip workers are waitstaff at restaurants and bartenders. Okay, here's the problem with this. I don't even know if you can run a business now. 
with like this whole business model where you pay a very low hourly rate and you rely on the customer's experience to pay the workers. Mm -hmm. I think this is a very antiquated business model and you need to fucking stop it. But I think you still need to allow workers to get a tip on top of what they get paid. But the truth be told, you don't want to pay your workers. I think that's one of the problems. Mm -hmm. It's like it's become an elaborate form of begging almost. The tips, because you're not... the more technolo- the more technologically advanced we become, the less we doing need. Doing less work. Yeah, you're doing less work mm-hmm. naturally. And I don't want to be a dickhead and say, well, fuck you. I'm not giving you a tip. But if I'm feeling good and you crack some jokes or we had an interaction that made me feel like I wanted to bless you at that moment, I'm going to give you some money. Mm-hmm. But I think it's hilarious when I go to, for example, when I go to Walmart um, self-checkout and then it asks me to rate them uh, one through five stars. You didn't do any work, motherfucker. I did it all. Mm-hmm. I'll give myself five stars. Why would I rate the ex- <laughs> what, what experience stars. am I rating, motherfucker? <laughs> what are you talking about? I guess the ease of the using this the machine. Man, fuck Walmart. Look mm-hmm. here, bro. Mm-hmm. I was at um, I was at uh Blaze Pizza last week, mm-hmm. and when you pay. It gives you the option to tip. Are you serious? Yeah, three different options of tips. God and damn. I'm like, I love you, Blaze Pizza, but just blaze my pizza. Okay. That's all you're doing, blazing my pizza. All you're doing is blazing my pizza. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just blaze it and let me go on about my day. Right. But where 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 does it begin and where is it going to end? Well, like imagine teachers. Like your son is bad as hell. I'm gonna need some extra I'm gonna need an extra dub every time he come to class. Like when like what jobs are they gonna you know are gonna gonna continue to add these tipping opportunities to? Yeah, I mean tips are necessary sometimes when they. Uh, I mean, well, you, you talk about well teachers do deserve a tip. That's a good fucking point. Mm-hmm. Like your kid can read before he got in my class, motherfucker. I taught yeah. him how to read. Yeah. So I saved your son from going to prison. Yeah, I totally did. Because if he if he would have stayed that dumb, he'd definitely be in jail. Yeah. Okay, that's what people go. Dumb people, mm-hmm. jail. Mm-hmm. Okay, some people can't read at the age of twenty-five years old. Yeah, some you, illiterate people out here. Yeah, and that's why they're so angry because they can't read. Mm-hmm. You give them Doctor Seuss, and they're like, "I will kill you." You be like, yeah. "Just read the book, nigga." Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They got I the will. text to talk feature going on. Yeah, you twenty-eight reading Cat in the Hat, motherfucker. That ain't yeah. my fault. <laughs> that nigga asking Siri every time somebody texts him. Siri, what they say? <laughs> Siri, <laughs> Siri. Siri be like, nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> nigga, learn to read. Nigga, learn how to read a book. Boodoop. Nigga, learn to read. <laughs> <laughs> What's the second noise? <laughs> it's just the same note, but it's like, it's like, boodoop. And then the other one's like, boodoop. <laughs> uh, nigga, you stressing me out. <laughs> Stop asking me to read everything for you. I am a assistant. I am not your assistant. <laughs> Leave a tip while you're at it. What? What's a tip? <laughs> what's a tip? That's comedy. But Just yeah, a- I, I think this this whole like this is a real thing. Like like you said, you was in Blaze. I never, you know, it's it's becoming more commonplace. Like I don't yeah. go to Starbucks, but my girl was saying like. They're asking you when you go to in the line, they're asking you if you in a drive through, they're asking you, do you want to leave a tip in the line? Like, what are you doing? I haven't got my drink yet. You could make my drink terribly. It could be cold. It could be hot. It could be, you know, you could have forgot to put X, Y and Z into the thing. And you're asking me to tip. The tip is supposed to be after the service. If you think that 
you know, if I feel like you've done, you know, like you said, you went above and beyond, like the, the food came out on time. It didn't take too long. You know, uh, every time my water needed to be refilled, you was right there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that that person deserves a tip. But that but even with that, like, bro, if the tip also is supposed to be a certain percentage, like back in the day, it used to be like it used to be like 15 was like the norm. Now they're asking for like. 20% tip, 18% tip, 25% tip on some of these uh like on some of these little square readers and it's yeah. just it's just crazy. And it's like you said I, I for me I really cuz you know I I I feel like I almost got pressured into this whole thing because we we come from a a space where it's like these workers are getting paid less mm-hmm. so they're um compensating their income with the tips that they're getting like if they work in some type of restaurant. It's bullshit. But when I realized, like, some of these places are still getting paid whatever minimum wage is, like $16 or whatever, and then they also getting these tips Mm -hmm. just from doing their job, I had to think about it. I'm like, no, I'm not tipping. I'm not tipping the guy at Blaze Pizza. I'm not tipping the Starbucks barista. I'm not tipping the person at the the Rio bowl place or whatever, like, cause they're just doing their job. They're just know? doing their job. And the, the, the way that that video explained it is like, there's a certain pressure that is placed on people um, because it's right there. It's face to face. Like, Hey, yeah. do you want to, do you want to leave a tip? And you like, you know, more times than not, you know, the average person is going to be like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave a tip. Like yeah. I'll leave 15%. But that's adding like, depending on your order, that's adding like three, yeah. $4 to your order every single time. Cause you fucking coerce them into giving you a tip. That ain't right. Yeah. And yeah. Also, I don't like these people that have this uh, entitlement because there was a, some chick that was on, um, uh, TikTok and she was like, you know what? For the love of God, can you, you caught bleep? that mug, huh? I don't know if I caught it or not. <laughs> I think you caught it, that. There's like a fly in here. There's like another one over oh, there. Oh, dang. That might be him. Um, but they'll be like, tip your waitress. I don't understand what's wrong with you people. You go to these restaurants, you eat your food, and you leave. Why do you think that you can just do that? And there was somebody that actually took care of you. I'm thinking like, uh, get another job, motherfucker. Yeah. Okay, it is. You got to understand that people that go to these restaurants, even if they especially if they have kids, they probably don't have that much money, but they still wanted to take their family out to have a good time. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what they wanted to do. And yeah, that's the thing. Like it's in there doing it. I sorry to cut you off. I do want you to finish, but they're doing it now to where if it's seven or more people in a party, they're automatically adding a gratuity on to the check. That doesn't make any sense. It's so stupid. It's like, right. you think, I mean, what if nobody here wanted to give you a tip and we just wanted to eat? Yeah. I don't understand it. But my thing is this. A lot of things have gotten to the point where you can't even give a tip because the service is costing more. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you get a haircut now and you spend $50 on one haircut, nigga, you're not getting no tip. Yeah. And that that's the thing. I don't, I don't really understand it in a haircut space because it's 100% profit. Yeah. Nigga, you bought your... Clippers years ago, you already paid yeah. for your barber college. Like, I'm just, it's like almost like I'm paying you more for whatever you do. I know dudes that pay $70 a haircut. Yeah. Bro, that's that's sickening. And they think that leaving a tip is going to get you a better haircut. If the, if the nigga that's cutting your hair don't got the integrity to cut your hair the best he can every single time, 
what is that extra $10, $15 going to do? Yeah. And some of these barbers are unprofessional. You get a haircut and it'll be all right, but now your head smell like weed because the bar- <laughs> barber been smoking weed. Now you get now your whole head smell like fucking weed. You got ashes all in your edge up. Yeah. You got fucking uh, uh, blunt wraps and shit all <laughs> over your goddamn edge up. You like, didn't fail the drug test at your job because you inhaling that secondhand smoke. Yeah. This nigga's weed hands didn't soak into <laughs> your bloodstream. You didn't fail the drug test getting a haircut. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, niggas, yeah. your pores opened up at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Nigga, THC then filled up your whole motherfucking mouth. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't, with tips, I, I've given tips before, but she had huge breasts. So I think that that's this what made it. This crazy. Man, <laughs> I'm <playing>. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm kidding. Big titties might get you a nice tip. Nah, not at all. I, I, I like customer service. I'm a huge fan of customer service. And I mean, not even it don't got to be top tier. It'd be like, hey, is everything okay? And they'd be like, and and this is what really makes me give tips. They'll be like, have you tried that one before right there? That one's bomb. I like that. I'm just saying, that one's bomb as hell. Yeah, they like, got oh, like what? advice for you yeah, on like, food options. So, so what's in that? I'll be like, they'll be like, that one has lemon, that one has blueberry. Like, I love blueberries. I don't know if you like them. I'll be like, I really don't. So then I would prefer, I would. Like I would check out that other one, and then mm-hmm. you like it, and it's bomb. You mm-hmm. be like, "Hey, hey, I want to leave Heather a tip." Boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the pers- the what do you say? When you personalize the interaction, that's what makes me give tips mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because I want to bless somebody. Because I know people don't got it like that. Mm-hmm. But I want to bless someone with some extra money, if especially <clears> if they <throat> help. But if they just do their job and they just super. Super just regular, and I don't like the people who do things you could tell it's for a tip. Mm-hmm. Like the try hard people, I don't give them tips on purpose. But that's the thing, like the the tick the tip should be um, a privilege. Mm-hmm. It should not be an expectation. It should be a privilege, and that's that's what I think. That's where I think it got really confused. Like when I know, like when people be like, um, you know, I used to work at a, I used to bounce and stuff like that, so. You would see the ladies like, oh, my gosh, like I just had this big old party and they didn't even leave no tip. But it's like, honestly, whether one person came in or however many persons came in, it doesn't matter. You're still working the same hours. Yeah. You know, and I and I don't work in that industry and I'm sure somebody can try to articulate it and, you know, try to explain it to me in a way where it's like, well, th- this person deserves a tip. But dog, like you're in any other job in the country. You clock in at nine, you yep. get off at five, mm-hmm. and you getting paid whatever that amount of hours is, regardless of whatever. But for some reason, people that think that if they taking care of a party of four versus taking care of a party of ten or whatever, they feel like, oh, I need a huge, I need a hundred dollar tip or I need a two hundred dollar mm-hmm. tip because I'm handling that. It's like, no, you're doing your job. It's yep. like, it's like, it's just. It's just part of work. Like when I worked at McDonald's, whether it was lunchtime, dinner time, whatever, breakfast, I still got paid the same amount of money and it was just more work or less work, depending mm-hmm. on what, what hours of the day it was. You know what's sad is they um I don't know why I just seen this the other day. The apple pies that are made now are way different than how they used to be. They used to be fried. At McDonald's. Yes. Mm-hmm. They used to be fried apple pies and they tasted so fucking good. Mm-hmm. They don't make them nowhere. They only make them in California. They only make them one place where it's fried, and that's in Downey, California. I seen that last yeah, night. Yeah, they bake those. Yeah, they bake them everywhere except for mm-hmm. in Downey, California. Mm-hmm. At that, that's the first McDonald's out here, mm-hmm. out there in Downey. 
everywhere else they make the they make it in Hawaii fried and out there downy. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, but the ones now the baked apple pies they are right, but mm. them fried ones fresh. Oh my god! Like the last time I had the fried ones was probably I think they stopped making those in like thirteen or fourteen or some shit like that. Really? Yeah, they stopped yeah. frying them. They just start all of a sudden you get an apple pie and it don't taste as good. Bro, them mugs they fresh. Used to have, they used to be fresh with like uh, cinnamon and sugar on them. Mm. Ooh, deep fried apple pie. And hey, bro, ain't don't nothing hit like a fresh apple pie, bro. Mm-mm. I don't Mm-mm. even like. Honestly, I don't even like apple pies like that. Like as like I don't really like baked fruit. It tastes kind of like I don't know. It's not my favorite thing. But that's one thing that I I for sure smack some McDonald's apple pies. Mm-hmm. With some ice cream, it's over. Let me see right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're looking up the... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to see when they stop. This is not accurate, though. It says, up until 1992, McDonald's apple pies were deep fried, not baked. Bro, I'm telling you, as of recently, they still had fried apple pies in Bakersfield. Really? Fuck yeah! And like it might 13, be just 14. different stores, different like, stores. Yeah, because yeah. when I worked there, it was in twenty. What year was that? Like, were they fried then or baked? They was baked. Okay, now what year was that? Fourteen, probably like fourteen. Okay, so I've had them, bef- like uh, probably a little bit before that, and they were fried. Because mm-hmm. I know in the nineties they were that way, but I know in the fucking twenty tens they were still fried, bro. Yeah, a hundred percent, and they had that cinnamon on them, and I used to love getting them, and then they stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it must be for show fire. Strawberry ones are solid too. They have the strawberry ones with the cream cheese in there. It must fire. Yeah, page has been updated numerous times over the years. Fry to bake now with less sugar. Uh, I mean, why y'all do this with the with the pies though? Like, why did McDonald's do that, man? You could have like you bring back that raggedy ass McDouble all the time. That shit unhealthy as fuck. You mean fry versus baked? Yeah, but it's yeah, like ain't I, yeah, like bro, just just call it apple pie and don't tell motherfuckers you fried it. Mm-hmm. Out of all the things you got there that's fucked up, you're gonna take the goddamn pie off. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know where we we got off wrong with this. But uh, what I will end this with the 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 freaking uh, tipflation. Um, what's weird too is about like places like In and Out Burger. They've been making the same burger and fries. For I don't know how many fucking years, mm-hmm. right? And the cost of that burger has constantly went up. They don't provide no new services. They don't provide nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing at all, mm-hmm. right? But the price of the burger went up, mm-hmm. right? I, and I'm pretty sure they had to compensate their workers <coughs> for that, right? Yeah. You know, they obviously have to pay the workers more over the years to keep up with the price of inflation. But Yeah, the, and then I also... Also, their starting wage is like above. It is. It was above the above um, minimum. Competitors. Yeah. Um, but not only that, though, I bring this up to say this. I bring it up to say that this model that they got where all the inflation and all this stuff has went up. You can't. This, this business model is not working no more. The only way it's working is at a popular, 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 popular upscale restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's when the, the tips be so crazy at some places that it's like, dog, you making Four five hundred dollars a day. Mm-hmm. Being a wait, it's people that have quit their jobs. They got degrees. Go wait, yeah. 
to be a motherfucking waitress at a job. They're like, I make $575 a day here. The most I've made $1,400 in a day at this job. Yeah, I know a guy that um, he was working at the post office and he quit there to go to go back to being a bartender. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. It's some places that pay a lot. Did you know it's some, it's some of these um, um, bartenders, and I hate to say this, but I'm just going to keep it real. Some of these bartenders that have a real low-cut blouse on, they got huge breasts and they pretty and shit, them girls make way more money than strippers, homie. They make way more than strippers. Mm-hmm. They don't do nothing special with the drinks, but they got a little bit of tricks. They could like twist the drink up and down, whatever. Mm, show a little bit of cleavage. Show a little bit of cleavage and smile, mm. and they getting 20 here, 50 here, 10 here, 20 here, 50 here, 10 here, and 50 got here, good conversation, so that nigga that work in the oil fields going there every Friday. Yeah, and men are such idiots. $100. Oh, men are such idiots that they want to prove to you that they got money. And women, they might not, the, 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 the wait, the freaking bartender, she may not want to fuck that dude at all. Mm-hmm. But she's smiling his face. It's like, oh, so long day at work, huh? Well, I got you. Don't even trip. I've got you. Mm-hmm. Smiling in his face, taking his order. Uh, I see the games that these fucking <laughs> these bartenders be doing. Mm-hmm. They take his order. Hey, what do you want? I see you over there, James. What do you want? And he's mm-hmm. like, you know, I got you. He slips her a $100 bill trying to impress her. Yeah. And she got about... Eight to fifteen dudes doing this. Mm-hmm. She she walk out with like six hundred. She walk out six seven hundred dollars mm-hmm. in a night, mm-hmm. and she working every night. Mm-hmm. It's like damn, bro. I've seen. Look, I'm gonna keep it a buck too. Especially when I was going to the club a lot, right? It, it, even around the time I was bouncing for a little bit. Yeah, there was chicks that would start off bartending, and that'd be pretty cute, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, eight months later, she got implants. Mm. You know, she got breast implants now. Now that, yeah. now that cleavage is really out. Yeah. Now them tips is really coming. And it's a write-off. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a trip. You could write your titties off. <laughs> this was an investment, sir. Each each nipple, get a write-off for it. <laughs> I even pierced them. <laughs> Yo, these girls with the pierced nipples be wilding. <laughs> Why you say that? Because this girl, I seen this girl, she looked like she had a motherfucking, like a, like she had a whole... Fork and spoon on her nipple. <laughs> and nipple, it'd be like a big old bar. Like a big old bar. Yeah. It's like you ain't even trying to look, but the nipple ring is just so like aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't they don't be wearing no bras either. They it's like you, you know what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't I'm not a pervert. I'm trying to be respectful and look you in the face <laughs> or walk away. But those implants and the fucking piercing. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Like, mm-hmm. you can't expect for me not to see yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what they're there for, right? Yeah. You know, people want to, you know, they're not wearing their bra. They're wearing their little tight T-shirt to show the, show the little titties. Show I the- walk off and I mind my business and I, I be, I'm respectful of women's space. Yeah. But if somebody ever calls me out and they're like, are you looking at my tits, you fucking creep? I'm like, yes, yes, I'm looking at them. Yeah. Leave me alone. The wise man Usher once said, "That's what it's made for." Usher said that. Mm-hmm. Usher also got some allegations of herpes, so I don't know if that's the best guy to. <laughs> that's the best guy to fucking. I don't got no comment on that. Yeah, he got a couple allegations of that. Yeah, no These comment. are my confessions, even when I got herpes. That one day, trying to change your ways of meeting with your crew. <laughs> 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 oh man uh switching gears last <laughs> last topic we'll wrap this one up quick recently um the lsu tigers women's basketball team 
uh, versus national the, champions. National man. champions. Put some respect um, on their name. They played the Iowa uh, Iowa Hawkeyes with the best player in the country, Caitlin Clark. Mm-hmm. Hell of a game. Very competitive game. To make a long story short, um, the LSU Tigers, they just had their team was too deep. That everybody coming off the bench, everybody played their asses off. Mm-hmm. And the LSU Tigers beat Iowa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Caitlin Clark still did her thing. She had 30 points, 30 or 31 points. Um, and a couple games prior and and throughout the season, Caitlin Clark has been doing some phenomenal play. She's been shooting from the logo. You know, she'll she'll get one step and shoot the ball in your face. Mm-hmm. She'll run full speed, get the ball and shoot it as soon as she get it and go on. Like she's doing shit that I haven't seen in the women's game in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe ever. Yeah, great distributor of the ball, all of that. Mm-hmm. So all, all respect to Caitlin Clark. Mm-hmm. But there was times uh, where Caitlin Clark sent a defender when they were playing South Carolina, who was undefeated, by the way. I think they were 36-0. and 0. Yeah, that was about to yeah. historic run. Yeah, 36-0. Unfortunate. There was a, a – she was, instead of defending one of the girls there, she just waved her off. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, you ain't going to shoot that, right? And it, it's really competitive, like on some Kobe-type shit, right? Mm-hmm. And Caitlin Clark will look at – she looked at the bench and did this, like, you can't see me thing, Right. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at that as competitive basketball. I didn't look at that as like yeah. you know any t- any form of disrespect. Just mm-hmm. it's just competitive, and men do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Now to make a long story short, once they played um, uh, at the LSU Tigers women's team, and LSU got the best of them and start smoking their ass, um, Angel Reese started doing the "You Can't See Me" thing, and she wanted her to see her. Yeah, she, she wanted, was not making no eye contact. She was, yeah, Caitlin Clark wasn't making no eye contact. She like, oh, whatever. You know, she wasn't tripping, but it's competitive. Mm-hmm. But Angel Reese was trying to get her attention, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and to make a long story short, there was some visceral, visceral reactions from you know certain talking heads. One of them being um, uh, Chris Oberman, um, who used to be with ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, he posted like um, fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. And it was because Angel Reese doing the hand thing. But the problem with that is this is a competitive sport. I don't think I think as a man, not only as a man, but as a a, a person that worked with ESPN for all those years, you should have a certain amount of professionalism or decorum that does not allow you to do shit like this. It ain't right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got to also think about the landscape of the world like you calling a black woman a fucking idiot. Yeah. Right. And people say, well, race doesn't matter. Yeah, it kind of does. Like if I'm a guy as a black man, if I, it doesn't matter. Just as a man in general, if a woman has not done something, there's not enough merit to it for me to call her a fucking idiot. Now, I could call a woman a fucking idiot if she leaves her baby in the car during the summertime. That's a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. But women just playing a basketball game does not merit that. Mm-hmm. Then also Dave Portnoy called her a classless piece of shit. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, like this here, you got to understand, sometimes we have. Da- un- the ironic part is Dave Portnoy is talking about class. Yeah, he's, Dave Portnoy is the last guy to talk about class. Yeah. This is this definitely signed, still delivered. That I would never work for Balls Barstool. That did it. That did it for me too. Yeah, you know, honestly, like obviously we in a podcast space and we've talked about you know signing with somebody and all this other stuff. But I was like, nah, not Dave Portnoy. I'm good no. off of Barstool. Not Dave. It, not not Dave at all. Mm-hmm. It would with, with it would have to be some type of a a publishing deal or something, something like that. Uh, Wallow. No, nah, I'm not touching nothing over there. Nothing at all. No, nah, nothing over there. Yeah, not when you do that. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was 
it was fucked up. It was just it didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And he's already been accused of saying some racially insensitive things. Mm-hmm. I actually defended Dave Portnoy. It was a video of him. He was singing Ja Rule's song. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, to all my niggas, they be living it up. But it was Dave Portnoy, and he was saying the nigga part. And people was like, what is Dave doing? Mm-hmm. And I was like, honestly, I don't give a fuck. It was a drunk white guy singing lyrics to a rap song. I'm not going to read into this too deeply. <laughs> but then when you just call a black woman playing basketball, yeah. just a woman just playing a game, and you like, classless piece of shit. Mm-hmm. To me, I, I create the parallel of this. Now, let's be clear. There's like... You don't want to lump in white people and racist white people. It's just it's a it's a, a subset of people that do this shit. So for example, regular white person watches the game. Hey, that was a great game. These ladies they're talking shit, but that was that was a really competitive game, man. Well, hey, it is what it is. That's just a regular white guy, right? Mm-hmm. Racist white guy, classist piece of shit, <laughs> fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. That, that I liken that to the same attitude of saying Michelle, no Michelle Obama is a man. Yeah. Or or Beyonce's trash. Like these visceral reactions towards women and primarily women of color, when you see that, you gotta understand that racism is not overt. Like people aren't being called niggers anymore. That's antiquated racism, right? That nobody does that. Now it's been updated to thug or classist piece of shit when you do anything. Or if you see Lamar Jackson playing a quarterback position, are you sure he could play quarterback? I don't know if he's got the he's smarts not a for quarterback. it. He's a running back. He's, he's more of a running back to me. Yeah. I don't know if he's smart enough to do it. I don't really believe in running quarterbacks. That was it's even subliminal. Stuff, like with Serena Williams, like she's yelling too much. Like that's there's no place in the game for. It, there are people, and you got to understand, it's unconscious bias. Mm-hmm. You got to understand, it's unconscious bias, and there's also there's a situation where, like. This is how you know we have a racial problem in America because there's people that never want to own up to their unconscious bias. Well, it's unconscious, so they don't realize that they're biased, mm-hmm. right? Like, for example, it'll be uh, Iowa, who I like what they had a really good team, right? But it was primarily a white team. Mm-hmm. Iowa had a lot of white girls on that team. Great yeah. fucking team, yeah. right? And then LSU was primarily black women. Yeah. So if you're a white dude that has this unconscious bias and you like Caitlyn, right? That's cool, but I think that when you have that reaction when they lose, it's almost like, hey, I was pulling for this team. At mm-hmm. one point, it was the NBA didn't have no black players in it. None. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Bill Russell was one of the first fucking black guys there. Mm-hmm. Bill Russell was getting death threats and shit every day. Yeah. His documentary literally captured how evil people treated him and his family for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. For many, many years. It took him many years to get respect in Boston. They wouldn't even let him move to another like a, he wanted to move into the most upscale part of Boston, and he got denied a home loan. Yeah, which is not even a home loan, but he got denied a home, a home in general mm-hmm. because they didn't want him there. Mm-hmm. Right, so you have to understand that even though that was a long time ago, the ideology in some of these people still exists. Mm-hmm. Right, and and it's weird because when you bring this up, a lot of a lot of white people get exhausted by the conversation. Like, fuck, I'm tired of talking about race, and it's like. I understand, especially if you're just a regular everyday white guy and you're not racist, then it's going to get exhausting because you're like, I don't even see what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Right. But the guy like Chris Oberman with ESPN to have that reaction is a prime example of what unconscious, unconscious bias, how it plays itself out. Yeah. And I think that I heard that he he kind of went back on those statements after he realized that Caitlin Clark had did it first. But the deed is already done. That's a lie. He, yeah. when you watch ESPN, you watch everything. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a truck driver and I was I'm out at work a lot, but I've been seeing Caitlin Clark and I've seen that she did that and it's in the highlights every five fucking minutes. Mm-hmm. Chris Olbermann's a liar. Mm-hmm. Just stand on it, motherfucker. If you're gonna say it, you should have enough of a filter. How is it that I'm on a podcast and I could literally not even filter myself, but I'm cognizant of what I say live. We we don't even edit this shit out. We mm. post this and we send it out, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're sure of what, what's coming out of our mouths. Yeah. And if it's something that needs more clarity, I or Keith will, will double down on figuring it out. Yeah. But this motherfucker worked for ESPN all these years and still did that? Yeah. Like, and Dave Portnoy is and like, come on, dude. Like, that would be lying, dog. Yeah. Just double down on it and say, hey, you know what? Fuck her. She's a classic piece of shit. I would respect you more if you just owned up to it. Yeah. Personally. And what I don't like, though, is I don't like any slander towards Caitlin Clark. Mm-hmm. None. Because mm-hmm. I've seen some people trying to slander her like, you know, you know, her being a white girl thinking she's entitled to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm like, shut up. No. Yeah. It's not really about the athletes no. at all. It's about the reaction. Uh, verse for for Reese, it's people. There's mm-hmm. we have a people problem in America. Mm-hmm. We have a people problem, and I think that it's sad that women playing a basketball game got reduced down to racial stuff. Mm-hmm. But we have to understand. We look at the end of the day, we can't just dismiss everything. We have to acknowledge it. Just the same reason why Karens exist. The reason why the idea of a Karen exists is not just from some angry white woman that's telling you, "Hey, you can't be here." It, the historical context of a Karen goes all the way back to when Emmett Till was killed for no reason mm-hmm. for being a fucking teenager minding his business, but a white woman lied on him and he got killed. Mm-hmm. Right? That's where the I. That's literally the historical context of where Karens come from. Mm-hmm. If a white woman complained about anything, especially towards a young black person, then it would result in murder, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like literal murder. Oh man, you as a young black kid, you would mm-hmm. lose your life. Mm-hmm. Right? Um. But now we make it to a time where we're so progressive while we're still not. Mm-hmm. Now you got fucking Kid Rock shooting beer cans. Yeah. <laughs> you know He's tripping. He spends his hard-earned money on that. Yeah. Like, come on. Anytime, I, this is how I feel. Anytime you have a real visceral reaction to something as simple as a beer can that's got a, a pride flag on it mm-hmm. or um, an athlete that is just doing something, just doing a little trash talk, and you act like that, there's something deeper than just, um, there's something, there's, and as people say, well, there's no racial implication there. I think if you really understand the nuance of race in America, you would get it. Mm-hmm. But I can't expect you to see the world through my eyes or the examples that I've seen many times. Dawn Staley recently said that she heard a reporter referring to her girls as, as monkeys, and criminals and bar fighters. She literally just said that before the fucking before the LSU game. She mm-hmm. made that statement before it. Mm-hmm. So Don Staley said this, and people were like, "Oh my god, why is everything about race?" I think it's an exhausting conversation because so many people bring up race when it's not an issue, right? So by the time we come to the conversation of anything racially, people just want to exit the conversation. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we have to notice when something is wrong. Yeah. Something when something's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. we also have to understand to not go full throttle on white people like every white person was uh, trying to be oppressive of fucking Angel Reese because it's not what happened at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it some isolated incident with fucking Keith Oberman and Dave Portnoy? It's dumbass. Yeah. Besides that, I didn't really see all the reaction. And then uh, Jill Biden, stupid ass. 
Jill Biden says, I thought it was the, the I thought it was a great game and I, I think it would be great to invite the other team too. I think that that also is subliminal racism. I'm going to tell you it's why. It's a bunch of white girls from Iowa. It's a bunch of white girls from Iowa that mm. lost to this team that's predominantly black. And yeah. in the history of inviting winners, they've never invited a loser to the fucking White House. Ever. Yeah. You want to invite both teams? Fuck no. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. That shit, I think what happens is, is is kind of this ideal. It's almost like when Tiger Woods was golfing and no black person really cared that much about golf and then they all became interested Mm-hmm. Same thing with Serena Williams and tennis. Mm-hmm. I think that white people are starting to feel that now with a sport like football that's dominated mainly by black men. And you see a Christian McCaffrey who's a great running back, right? It's not just him being like a great running back, which Christian is. I love Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of like white people that will corral around guys like that because there's not a lot of people who look like them anymore, mm-hmm. right? And I think that when they seen Iowa, it was a team that reflected them mm-hmm. right and i think that some people gray white hope yeah that's what they would call them the gray white hope mm-hmm. but I, I think that at the same time there was a there was a reaction based off that mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know when serena loses and black people is upset and it's like yo it's a tennis match my brother mm-hmm. yeah you still, still got to go to work tomorrow yeah yeah you know i think the thing that i like the most about this whole situation is um angel reese she doubled down on her uh on her rebuttal to Caitlin Clark. It yeah. wasn't like she ran away from it, like, oh, I apologize for doing it. It no. was like, no, nah, like, she was doing that to my, she was like, you know, she did that to Alex, and mm-hmm. she, she was like, I'm an SEC girl. You know, we kind of rock together. So she was like, mm-hmm. she did that to her. And, you know, that was that was my response. And she wasn't, she wasn't trying to, uh, you know, um, backtrack from anything she did. So I think that that's like, that shows that she's, she's a, a little bit more, um, wise beyond her years, yes, and yes. I, and I and I think you know this is what I I just heard. But they were saying like she tweeted it out when she first seen Caitlin Clark do that during the South Carolina game. She tweeted something about her not liking that, and then you know they asked her about it like how long did you wait? And she was like, yeah, I waited. You know, I waited a long time to get that to get that get back. So you know, I, I think that that's because uh, sometimes you know if if, if you facing that kind of backlash from you know. Uh, sports reporters and you know owners of bar still sports and all these other things like you may feel some type of way but she really stood on her she she stood on her square and she wasn't phased by you know whatever them white men had to say about her well here's the thing too um uh angel reese and her uh, her um teammate flage flage johnson they're really sharp mm-hmm. like they're really sharp when it comes to being able to articulate themselves mm-hmm. so that pivot podcast was a really good representation of these young ladies who are actually very wealthy now. I won't say wealthy, but they're, they make a lot of money off these NIL deals. Mm-hmm. So these are two women that are doing well for themselves. They just won a national title. You mm-hmm. got freaking Angel Reese getting around a million dollars just fucking being a college student making money. Mm-hmm. So this is a successful young lady that's got a bright future ahead mm-hmm. of her. And they asked her, hey, are you any rush to go to WNBA? She said, no. Yeah. Like I'm chilling. Like Yeah. <laughs> like, she probably it, making more money now than she would. Yeah, Kayla and Kaylee Clark says she's gonna spend the next two she, she she straight up said, I'm coming back the next two seasons. And you gotta understand, she, WNBA is not paying like that. Yeah. 
They're not paying like that. And you get a, if you Caitlin Clark, you getting more burned than any WNBA player right mm-hmm. now. I know, I know a lot of them girls in the WNBA is tight right now. They mm-hmm. pissed. You yeah. know, because they not getting money like these college girls right now. Did you know that Angel Reese is the number one in the country in NIL deals? Yeah, it says it right here. Leads men and women college basketball Thank in you. NIL deals. Thank you. So when you say that women are not getting a fair shake, it's not right. Angel Reese getting more money than every man and woman in college fucking sports. Mm-hmm. It, but it also is because she's looking. That's really- why she thinks she's the number one player in the country. Yeah, she's I'm not more money than everybody. Then I don't. She's care. not. She ain't better than Caitlin Clark, but yeah. she's fucking good. But she's she's supposed to say that. Like, yeah, you got to say that. But it ain't yeah. true. But she can say that if she believe it. It's true to her. It's been it's some people getting salty towards Caitlin lately, though. Caitlin was busting their ass, and then uh uh yeah, Cheryl Swoops recently came out and said uh you know what she did in six games, I actually did in five. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But even though Cheryl Swoops was damn fucking great. She mm-hmm. was not doing what Caitlyn doing now. C- Caitlyn shooting from the fucking logo. Mm-hmm. From the logo. Regularly. Mm-hmm. She will take two steps past fucking half court and launch that shit. Bam! Mm-hmm. Knocking shots down, dude. Yeah. And she could dish the ball. Really good passes. Really good vision. Uh, def- defensively, she's not a liability. She's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where she ranks defensively, but on offense, that shit, wild. Mm-hmm. I'm a, you know what, too? I think uh, they're going to get some get back, bro. I think LSU and Iowa are going to end up playing each other again. And it's going to. South Carolina going to have something to say about that. Yeah, South Carolina going to have something to say. But what's funny, too, is women's basketball, college basketball got a buzz that's so crazy, they had to pause ticket sales. Mm -hmm. They paused it. Did you see that? Mm -mm. They literally paused it. They literally, they released the schedule and they started selling tickets and it was going so crazy that they paused it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why the fuck did y'all pause it? I don't know. I don't get that. I don't get that either. It's stupid. There yeah. is so much interest in women's basketball right now. Mm-hmm. The lowest tickets for women's basketball tournament was $284. God the damn. lowest ticket price for men's was $78. Dang. Yeah. It was a huge buzz around that game. The game was like watch more than the NBA finals and yeah, 9.9 like, million. Yeah, a couple other like huge sporting events. So. 9.9 million. Yeah, you yeah, could, that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a huge fucking deal. Shout out to women's sports, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, really kind of like, you know, um, making it. Like, we, we always talked about like, it don't, it, you know, obviously there's a disparity between like the way we communicate mm-hmm. about uh, the NBA versus WNBA and men's sports in general versus women's sports. But like, you got to make people care. Like, that's 100%. what I, that was my point at the end of the day. It's like, it's cool. We got to support women. And like, you got to make us care. It's not like, same thing with like musicians. Like, the musician that's from freaking um, Florida that's like super musical and sings amazing and plays 10 instruments and whatever. Like, you got to make us care. It's cool that you're super talented and all that, but you got to make us care. And that's what they did. You know, there was there was like the, the drama, like the Caitlin Clark, the white girl that's busting everybody up, like the beat, beat the undefeated team and like handedly scoring whatever 38 points or whatever the case may be. And, um, you know, and then going up against LSU with, you know, the bunch of like the, the team versus the player type of thing. And then the it was just like so many storylines that was just um, that was just that led to people being genuinely interested in what was going on, you know, talked about it more than the, than the men's championship. Most people yeah. don't even know who probably don't even know who won the men's championship. I know that was not the, the women's literally the women's game 
was that much more interesting than the men's. Mm -hmm. I think San Diego ended up pulling it off. I think it was UConn. Oh no, oh UConn. I'm tripping. Mm -hmm. I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah. Because it was wasn't it? Uh, was the San San Diego State playing or UConn versus San Diego State? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, UConn got it at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but I think too the stadium size had something to do with the price of the ticket. But that margin still exists. Two hundred eighty-four dollars mm -hmm. for the cheapest ticket mm -hmm. for women's. Mm -hmm. You know, it's in in Flage Johnson was talking about like a couple of years back when nobody coming like this. Mm -hmm. You know, that's so dope. That's super dope, bro. Mm -hmm. That's these NIL deals came at the right time. The transfer portal it made college sports almost like the professional sports. Mm -hmm. It looks like free agency. It's almost like requesting, yeah, free agency mm -hmm. or requesting a trade for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you it's gonna be crazy. You don't have to be loyal to these institutions anymore. Mm -hmm. If you go to Notre Dame and they sit you on the bench for another running back, and you come back and you're like, "Hey, I'm not wasting my eligibility here. Mm -hmm. Let me go to this school here. Mm -hmm. Why not? Or it, you can go start. Yeah, and not not only that, you could go anywhere. Mm -hmm. If you say, "Hey, man, this school's too stacked. This school's too stacked. You know what? I'm gonna go to Jackson State. Mm -hmm. Why not?" Let me like Deion Sanders is there a year ago. Let me go to Jackson State. There's still a little bit of buzz that exists over there. Mm -hmm. Let me go to Jackson State and get fucking 2,500 yards rushing. Yeah, you could do something crazy like win a chip here and then be like, yo, I want to go to Howard. And you just go to Howard, win a chip there, mm -hmm. win a champ, whatever championship conference they got over there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be interesting. It's definitely sure. interesting. We'll, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll, uh, we'll probably be doubling back to this topic here too. Mm -hmm. What's the name? John Morant was down there after uh after they had won or whatever. And uh Yeah, he was celebrating there, with LSU. Yeah, doing that little little weak gritty dance with um freaking Angel Reese. Oh really? Yeah, you know how he was up at that school, man. <laughs> Why was he up there? Nigga, you see I'm not trying to get you to comment on Angel Reese, but yes, he's very attractive. <laughs> Angel Reese is and she's six foot three. Yeah. Yeah, if you in the NBA, bro. She the same height as John Moran. Yeah, I think she she's an inch taller than him. She taller than John Moran. Yep, he doing that weird ass gritty dance, right in mm -hmm. his draws. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga, lead a pistol at home. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think somebody said like he gonna put a strap out on her. That's crazy. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. Once again, we appreciate you guys, man. Mm -hmm. um, don't forget to head over to YouTube to a Trucker's Mind podcast on YouTube. Yeah. Um, don't forget to go to. A truckersmind.com um, mm -hmm. to get the hats, man. We got the hats up there, the merch. Yes, sir. Um, uh, also, if you'd like to send us a, a friendly donation, um, head Cash on over app. to ATM Pod on uh, freaking Cash App. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and uh, oh, and follow us on Instagram. For some for some reason, if you don't like, if you follow the podcast on here and not on Instagram, it's the same thing. A, a underscore truckers mind underscore podcast. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. if you made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K Fings. We're out of here, man. Peace.